Hey, welcome to the Be Somebody podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking with Kira Anderson, that's me, and we're going to be talking about some fun stuff today. Be somebody podcast. Be somebody billions. My name is Amadeo. My name is Enrique. And my name is Kira Anderson. <laughs> In unison. <laughs> I feel like we should just hold it like this. Like, like, like this. Like, yeah. Wow, no, just like, like a singing duo. Normal. Like, just like, yeah. So we're sharing microphones today. We have a very special guest with us. Kira Anderson. Hi, Kira. Hey. Screenwriter. Model. What else are you? Influencer. Uh, I don't know about influencer, but yeah, uh, filmmaking, acting, modeling, and photography. Alaskan. And Alaskan. <laughs> Full time job right there. And a person. And a person, first and foremost. A human being. Yeah. yeah. So, what's up? Welcome. Welcome to the <laughs> studio. As we look around, it's all dirty. But you you guys can't see it, but we can. It's a nice space. Those are behind the scenes, okay? Behind the scenes. <laughs> They'll be on Be Somebody Plus. That's right. Yeah. It's just like bonus the fans feature know. pictures. Yeah. The fans know. Damn. So what's up? Uh, Not a whole lot. How, know, how, was, how was your week? My week, honestly, was a really busy week. Uh, Leading up to it, I've just been like actually sick for the past like month and a half. Uh, with viral bronchitis so oh my God. Uh, that's just been kind of rough just trying to like stay healthy but try to do stuff um, but yeah last week uh, was the release of my Netflix short film Last of the Wild whoa yeah, so like a big big deal <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy uh, you know all about it you were part of it yes <laughs> i was there yes you were there <laughs> i was present yeah um I know, I know about it i saw it then i was on set um oh yeah which is kind of crazy can't talk about that because i signed that's NDA. really cool we should talk about that after this yeah though. but that's why my hair is cut but that's why my hair is cut uh so Ooh, yeah. they made you cut your hair mm-hmm yeah, my hair was like down to here. Before. What? Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Did you really cut? What was that twelve inches? Probably. I think probably like yeah, twelve, twelve inches or something. And like my what? hair. Not that this really matters, but like, it was like healthy hair. It wasn't like ever dyed, treated, anything yeah. like that. So, and it took a while to grow out. So I'm like, yeah. whatever. That's that's wow. They paid me twenty five dollars <laughs> to cut your hair. <laughs> to cut my hair, and, I, and and it was kind of funny because like. Uh, no malice, but some of the AD department was like, oh, I bet you never had your hair. Like, people have paid you to get a haircut before. I'm like, bruh. I'm like, that's not even that much money, though. Like, $25, yeah. but it's okay. It will grow back. So wow. I did that. And then on the 17th was my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And then after that, what did I do? The next day was just... Wait, how old did you turn? Mm, I just turned 22. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Youngling. Yeah, pretty crazy. And uh, yeah, and then yesterday I was on a set doing BTS. Oh, you've been busy then. Yeah, that's pretty much like the busiest I've been for a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's super yeah. cool. But and now you're here. Mm-hmm. 
everything's been leading up to this moment. Yes, it's all for this moment. Damn, well, all right, my my week wasn't, (laughs) (laughs) I've just been working, that's it, that's it, just working, nothing exciting, um, I think it's the most oh I got a haircut that's been my most exciting thing this week <laughs> other than that just working which is sad um yeah what about you I did not get a haircut I feel I've been feeling like I need a haircut oh yeah now you and I got a yeah, haircut like, wow yeah so I didn't I'm not I'm, I'm not a part of it I'm not a part of that yeah you cut your blonde hair and it's still there it's, it's still there a little less wavy a little less wavy damn no, it's alright it's alright uh yeah, I don't know. I'll talk more about it in a little bit. Okay. It's not about me. It's about cool, cool. <laughs> it's about our um, so it, it seems like it's it's a pattern in our po- podcast so far. But you're also from Alaska. Yeah, I was born and raised in Alaska. You're from the from the upper two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the upper two. What, what's the upper, upper two? Or up up one. Up one. One. Yeah. One no, it's because it's because people in Alaska call us the lower, the lower 48, forty-eight. Yeah. So I'm like the upper two, but then Hawaii's like to yeah. the yeah. I think we exclude Hawaii from the lower forty-eight because they're also always excluded from the rest of. So we we're kind of like we see you Hawaii. Yeah, we know that like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like you're like yeah. Mm-hmm. We're That's cool. Different. That's cool. Um, so Alaska, talk about that, like. You you just moved here from from Alaska. This is like moving here. Mm-hmm. It was your first time leaving Alaska, right? Or did you live somewhere else before coming here? So I moved from Alaska to New Mexico in like the very beginning of 2020, and yeah, that was the first time that I had like permanently lived outside of Alaska. Um, I like visited relatives and stuff like in the lower 48, but yeah, this is like my first time like living outside of Alaska. Yeah, so. damn. How? Yeah, how do you that? feel how, how now that you're like gone like it's been more than like six months you know how like at mm-hmm. first you move and it's like oh i'll go back this and that is feeling but now it's like time has passed time has passed and definitely like being away from alaska has definitely like made me see how much i do love it don't want to live there in the winter but like yeah i definitely like being away from home definitely makes you like look back and like see the beauty that like before you were like like hated or like you're like i want to leave because you want to try new things which is good because it's like you know you won't be able to see that if you don't go through those experiences to like you know be able to look back what do you what do you you used to take for granted yeah Yeah. what do you what do you miss the most um i miss the summers i miss my family um i also just like miss like the freedom that's kind of up there just kind of like uncharted territory which is sometimes good sometimes bad but like you know i think yeah, I definitely still consider myself, like, an Alaskan living abroad. No. <laughs> so, it's, like, I think that there's always going to be, like, the Alaska girl in me, like, yeah. no matter where I go. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't see myself, like, going back and, like, living there for a prolonged time anytime soon. But, you know, if I'm ever rich and can <laughs> afford, like, two houses or something, best believe you'll see me snowbird. Where, where in Alaska, though? Like, if you could go back... And, like, let's say, theoretically, if you were rich mm-hmm. and you could have another home, where would you have it in Alaska? Because Alaska's massive for those yeah. of you that didn't pass yeah. <laughs> geography <laughs> in the third grade. It's, like, what is it, like, half of, like, the United States? Yeah, yeah. People mm-hmm. think Texas is big, and usually, because, like, on maps, they don't include Alaska as the size that it's supposed to be because it would just, like, not fit on the page. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, pretty massive. Um, if I went and, like, lived 
back in Alaska. It depends on, like, where my family is. Like, if they were still living in, like, more interior Alaska, that would probably be, like, uh, I'd probably want to, like, live closer to them. Well, uh, theoretically, where, if they would live where you would live, Mm. where would you choose? Because... I feel like I got a good grasp of Alaska when I went there, mm-hmm. and like I s- understand Alaska. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm Alaskan, but I'm. Alaskan. I'm Alaskan. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I like. I like totally saw like the the difference between like the big city, mm-hmm. and then like where y'all are from, yeah. and like I see why you like where you're from. Because I like that too. Because mm-hmm. I get the same feeling when I go to Mexico, where where like where my parents are really really from. It's like this super small town. Yeah. Like even smaller than like where where we went. Yeah um and and but we go to the big city because that's where like my grandma lives there now and all that Mm -hmm. but like i like going to like the small town whenever i stay there yeah you know i think for me i'm also like an ocean person i like to be closer to the ocean but you know like where i grew up it's like five hours away from the ocean so honestly um yeah i could see like living more in interior alaska like fairbanks area or even the anchorage area but i'm also like i grew up with like like being in a neighborhood or like a cul-de-sac with like houses stacked beside each other is just so weird to me because like I grew up where there's like trees and land like you have neighbors but you like live in the middle of a couple acres so it's like you can like do anything you want around your house like living in an apartment now it's like oh somebody could look at me through my window or something like that but like before it's just like I don't know I feel like a spark of creativity when I'm in like nature while I'm kind of like by myself a little bit not like in the middle of nowhere but like yeah i don't know so i could definitely have space to breathe yeah and it's like oh i can just like go 10 minutes and then i'm like in like with other people you know so what's the craziest alaskan story you have like Mm. what's like something that yeah, crazy Alaska. <laughs> no, no, because 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 I I I was where like she's talking about and like uh, not to like pick at what we talk about yeah. like I know there's like poisonous plants where you live yeah. and like we saw like moose and stuff so like I'm like I wonder what you've seen you living know, there. Yeah, I feel like I've actually had a really tame like Alaska experience compared to some people um, that have like experienced like bear attacks or like bears like breaking into their houses and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think of like. I feel like crazy experiences and I have heard of people dying from those plants as well, but I've not witnessed it. Thank God. So I don't know. Um, crazy experience though. We can always come back to that. Yeah. That might, might take me a minute. I think think what was interesting, what you said earlier was the, like, what is, how do you define the Alaskan identity? You know, you just said like, I'm an Alaskan Mm -hmm. girl. And it doesn't have to be, like, gender-specific, but just what does it mean to be, like, from Alaska and to have lived in that rural area I think and, it... like, taken that identity with you abroad? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, what is that exactly? I think it's really cool because um, the Alaskan identity, I think, can be so many different things. Like, I think Alaska often gets, like, the rep of being, like, oh, you're really going to be into nature, hunting outdoors and that's like what you do but you know like growing up in like more of like the art scene and like really interested in that um there's a whole like plethora of people in Alaska that are interested in like everything so you know you get like tons of people that are like really well traveled you know millionaires you get like uh, you know people that are in the art scene you get people that are like in you know all sorts of different fields so i think you know being alaskan really does just come down to like diversity and also just like it is 
kind of, again, uncharted territory. So there is, like, more room to just be, like, this is what I'm interested in and just kind of going with that. Like, you know, coming down to the lower 48, you kind of realize that, like, more people are, like, all in their separate little, um, you know, niches and everybody kind of, like, you see more distinct groups. But, like, when I was in Alaska, it was, like, you would see, like, friend groups that had, like, all sorts of people from all sorts of different things because it was, like, there's less people and you just kind of get, like, like, you can have an artist, an engineer, you know, a millionaire, and, like, you know, a hunter all in the same room and, like, just be, like, really good friends. So, it's just, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. That might not be everybody's Alaska <laughs> experience. Again, that's just, like, my yeah. experience. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that, like, really, like, I don't know why. I mean, it makes sense that I've been there, but when I was, like, traveling Alaska, <laughs> I didn't realize, like, there really is only, like, that one main highway that travels, like from like Anchorage which is the biggest city and then just like shoots up and then like to go anywhere else you really just have to like go like unchart these ter- like that's crazy to me like yeah. are people really just like off wheeling like to like corners of Alaska yeah so there is just the main parks highway and that does just go you know runs through most of the state but yeah there's certain like you know some of the islands yeah you just have to fly to there I think are some like charter boats um, but yeah, you're either flying or there's like very like small dirt roads <laughs> that you can also just like, you know, go from one town to the next. But yeah, no, I mean, if you're going to live in Alaska and do all that different stuff, like you need to know what you're doing and like have some really good <laughs> survival and like directional skills. Right. Yeah. Which I don't necessarily know if I have, but, like, I've do, do always think, been surrounded by people that right. have those skills. Like, my dad. That's what I was going to ask you. I was like, mm-hmm. do you think, like, you could, like, do some, like, what is it, uh, what's his name? Like, the the guy that goes and, like, survives in the wilderness? Do you think you could do some, like, bear grill stuff? And just, like, if someone, like, just dropped you somewhere <laughs> randomly. You Are know. You a survivalist? <laughs> am I survivalist? You know, I feel like, I feel like I could go ape shit. Like, if really? somebody was like, oh, you're going to be dropped in the middle of nowhere. Also, if it was Alaska. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you drop me in the jungle or something, I might not know. But, like, Alaska, I feel like I have most of, like, the basic, like, common sense skills. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably going to be really rough. But I think I could survive for, like, a prolonged period of time. Right, right. Yeah. Wouldn't be pretty. That's but... intense, though, because the Alaska wilderness is, like, the most unforgiving among them, at least, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Especially depending on the season, too. If it's uh-huh. dead of winter, I probably will just die. I mean, most people will, so. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> you you know what like really? Yeah. Well, like I mean, we could start. Okay. Well, then you were in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's before we start talking about Alaska, I just want to talk about Alaska. Yeah. Alaska's so cool. I had <laughs> such a great time in Alaska. <laughs> I had such a great time in Alaska. But let's go back to you. Um. Come in the summer. So how how? Just because I know we both know a bit about you, but mm-hmm. like you know, preference out there. Like you're not from like you know popular area of Alaska, so you grew up kind of you know secluded Mm -hmm. and like i'm just curious how did you like discover where you're at now like the arts and wanting to pursue the arts like how does that you know because like every i feel like all of us like grew up you know just i don't know i mean i don't know like describe to us like how how did you come up like like, like, in that same vein you know what was the art scene in alaska Mm -hmm. how does that what does that look like what did that look like to you at the time i feel like i also want to hear your guys' stories because i don't know if i've heard like your guys's like art origin story as well (laughs) it's not it's not that crazy (laughs) well i want to hear it anyway um but yeah so i guess growing up i grew up in the middle of alaska um in a really small town 
And my mom was really big in art. She um, went and was like a theater major and everything like that before she moved up to Alaska. She did pottery. She loved to sew. And like, so I always kind of like grew up with that. Um, My dad, you know, he's always been like a builder. They've built like all the houses we've lived in together and everything like that. So definitely like very hands-on and like creative in their own rights. So I kind of like always grew up with that. I was also homeschooled, so then I went to piano and ballet, like, when I was, like, seven, and I just did that, like, nonstop all the time of, like, growing up. I would, like, do dance intensives, different things like that. I grew up sewing, um, had a small company, a small doll clothing company with my sister, fun fact, um, actually made quite a bit of money off Really? That. You guys, yeah. like, sewed, like, clothes mm-hmm. for dogs? Wow. Yeah. For dogs? Dolls. dolls. Oh, dolls. I heard dogs. I was like, okay. (laughs) No. (laughs) We made custom clothing for dogs. Honestly, like for the, like the mushing teams, that would kind of be cool though. Yeah. Custom outfits for dogs. Oh yeah, there's mushing. Yeah, see, Alaska's so interesting. Like, and they still do that, right? Mm -hmm. They still Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, you can go on rides and stuff like that. Actually, I had a friend. Um, She ran the junior ride in a rod. Damn. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so Mm -hmm. then. Um, so yeah, I kind of like always grew up in that scene and then I graduated, um, when I was 16 and went straight into college. Well, so wait, how, cause I don't know anything about homeschooling. Like how does it work when you graduate homeschool? Like your mom just like says, congrats. Yeah. Like, so... like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, congrats. okay. Yeah, pretty much. Mm, yeah. I mean, we have like a curriculum, you know, you have uh-huh. to do all these. How, how was that? Like growing, like being homeschooled? Did yeah. your mom create the curriculum or was it like provided by, you know, guidance from other resources or from the government or like, how did that work? it was, um, from other resources and stuff. Like there were certain things. I don't really remember exactly all the logistics of it, but she took care of most of it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was definitely certain things that we had to like, you know, complete and accomplish, um, beforehand. And yeah, just growing up homeschooled was really interesting because like, and one thing that I don't think that I fully understood until I went to college was like how much you can curate your own schedule when you're homeschooled. Cause it was like, there was multiple times, like say for ballet, we'd have like, I want to say like four to five days a week, we'd be dancing, you know? And like compared to other dancing companies, that's not that much. Um, but yeah, so we could like curate our own schedule or like, which is really cool. Um, there'd be times where we would, you know, go on like week long vacations when other kids would be in school and then we'd do like school at other times that kids wouldn't. So it was just like, we kind of had a really flexible schedule. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think somewhere in the process, I like skipped a grade or something like that. And I think since my sister Kezia was, uh, starting homeschool before me, I think I might've started a little bit earlier because my mom was like, let's just get you both in school. I'm not exactly sure how it worked out, but I graduated when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And then, um, like the college that I went to university of Alaska Fairbanks, they had like an online program. So we were like, why don't I just start that? Cause like, I could just get all the like general, um, class requirements done online and, and not having... like at 16 like were you already like thinking i'm gonna do film or no 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 no, no. i did not discover film till i was like 18 mm. yeah. what were you gonna do like we're originally gonna... uh well so honestly at that point like i was 16 i didn't know what i was gonna do i was just like i'm done with school i might as well just like jump into college get this done with 
to me, it wasn't as much of like, oh, I'm going to go like have this college experience. I was just like, it's more school. That's how I came at it as like a 16 year old. Might have been different if I started at 18. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so I just really wanted to get like the general stuff done. And then when I was like 17, nearly going on 18, that's when all the classes we needed to start taking were going to be like in person. So that's when we moved to Fairbanks and um, got our first dorm. And so that's when I started taking art classes and film classes. And I think, (coughs) excuse me, at that time, I was going to go into journalism because my sister was also going to go into journalism. And we're like, that's cool because we wanted it to like tell stories. And, you know, we were like, oh, that'd be cool to like write about things and stuff. We took one class three weeks in. We were like, this is, it was like a technical journalism class. So I'm sure it would have gotten better, but it sucked so bad. (laughs) Like there was so many rules and it was like how you had to phrase things was like very technical. And it was like all about like with from like a news angle. It wasn't like, oh, we're writing an article for like Vogue or GQ or anything like that. No, it was like you're reporting news and so it's cold hard yeah it's news. like and you had to write things in a certain way and we're like yeah we're done yeah. uh at that point i think we both were like oh i guess we'll just i think i had an art minor and i think my sister might have had a film minor but we were like oh let's switch it around she decided i'm gonna do film major and i was like i guess i'm gonna do what you're doing sis <laughs> so at that point i don't think i had taken any film classes other than like a film history class right. and yeah that's that's where we land. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Where, where did that need, because you mentioned when you were talking about journalism, you chose journalism because you said you want to tell stories. Like, yeah. where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Why did you feel like you wanted to tell stories? Why were you chosen journalism to begin with? I think because I was always really into fashion um, as a kid, like growing up, like sewing and stuff like that. Um, so I think I always just, like, thought... I always thought more of, like, Vogue or, like, editorial stuff, like, going into that section of, like, journalism and, like, writing about, like, you know, not that news isn't about influential people, but, like, writing about different stuff like that and people that inspired me. So I think that's kind of, like, where I came from. Like, oh, I think it would be really cool to, like, work with these people, um, you know, and help tell, like, their stories or different things like that. I think that's where I was coming from on that. But, like, I didn't know the full scope of, like everything that journalism like entailed i was definitely thinking like more editorial right okay interesting how how was it like leaving because you said you moved to your dorm into Mm -hmm. fairbanks which is like a university yeah like how how was that because you know you were homeschooled your whole life to then now finally going to like an institution yeah so let's take take a little bit back before that you know like growing (laughs) up in being homeschooled and then were you how did I think we asked this question like earlier at another point, but just, you know, for the sake of curiosity and for knowing once again, how did you make friends? <laughs> okay. I <guess>. Whoa. <laughs> I'll say that you were, that your person, that's not what I mean by the question, but just like, how was it with the social? Yeah. There's definitely like social a, social aspect of being homeschooled, especially as a young person. Yeah. There's definitely a certain, like, I think like early on too, like when like the idea of homeschooling kind of like came out that it was definitely like you know, social awkwardness and stuff like that. And usually, like, as a kid, I was, like, super shy anyways. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I made friends (laughs) through, like, a ballet and piano Mm -hmm. and um, also just other kids in the town. First off, it's a really small town, so there's not, like, a ton of kids to, like, be friends with to begin with. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I was shy, but yeah, it, I mean, I made friends. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard, but I was out there making friends. <laughs> I was out there doing the thing. But yeah, I think, I think for college, it wasn't so much, um, like making that transition, like you were saying. I think it was more hard, like leaving home and being two hours away from home and just like in the winter, just also you have not been to the campus, but it's like on top of a hill. It's like its own secluded world. I don't know if I've ever been to another campus quite like it because it's definitely a college town that it's located in, but it's like you're on top of a hill and it's so easy to just live in the world of the university and not have like any interaction with the town or anything. Um, so yeah, I think it was like more hard, not so much making friends, cause like as soon as I got into classes and stuff, there was definitely certain people that I became friends with. Um, but also like class sizes are really small. So it's like, it's interesting cause I didn't go to a large school. So I don't know how I would have yeah. done if I went to a large school where there's like, you know, a lot of kids mm -hmm. in a class because right. like most classes were like 15 was a large number right and like everyone in those classes are like from alaska i'd assume right so they kind of yeah. have like similar experiences of like yeah different secluded areas and <coughs> other stuff yeah they're pretty much all from alaska so yeah, yeah. okay that makes sense cool <laughs> how'd you make friends no i mean it sounds got, like a harsh question but it just, no i get that the simplest way to word it yeah, yeah. no i mean i get asked I just that imagine a lot. Be a challenge. Yeah. What, what's, what's what, not to go back to the last, you know, what, what, I'll hold that question, <laughs> okay, I'll hold okay. that question. So then you're in the university, you're, you're now doing film, mm -hmm. and you go through the program, and I guess, like, kind of how, uh, like, deep down, did you know eventually that you needed to leave Alaska? Like, when did you, like, acknowledge that, or kind of think that you're gonna have to leave? So, going through the program, you know, you definitely, like, see that there's definitely like more limited resources you know like pretty much all like film related stuff in alaska is either reality tv or like kind of like contracted work for like documentaries like you know discovery and like stuff like that and that's like cool but i really wanted to kind of go a more narrative route um so just kind of like while being in Alaska, it just felt like no opportunities would ever reach Alaska, um, you know, so that's why I kind of felt like I needed to leave. I was also, like, a lot of the people around me um, and that I was close to were, have always wanted to leave Alaska, so I think I've also just, like, always kind of, like, felt that pressure or, like, also, like, that need to, like, kind of, like, follow them. Um, so, yeah, I think that those were, like, the main combinations, and it was just, like, I guess, you know, I, I also didn't have, like, you know, some kids, like, graduate college and they have, like, a direct, like, opportunity or offer, like, lying for them, like, right after they graduate. And some of my friends, you know, did have stuff that was, like, related um, to, like, film opportunities and stuff like that, like, once they graduated. So that was, like, waiting for them. So that was cool. But, like, I didn't really have that. So I was, like, I guess, you know, I should, like, go and, like, try something new. Right. Yeah. Okay. Damn. And what? And then why did you land on New Mexico? Um, I think Eric mentioned this in his episode, mm. but uh, the founder and like the director of our film program, Maya, um, she is from New Mexico, and I think she went to UNM. And she was like, "You guys should go to New Mexico because my sister and I were like, no, we just want to go to LA." But she was like, she was <laughs> like, LA. she was like, you guys should like try something a little smaller. I'm like, she's like, I don't know if you guys are. 
<laughs> are ready for LA. And we're like, okay. Um, also, Fisher and Eric had already been here. Um, our other two friends from Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd been here for a term. So we're like, I guess there's at least somebody we know. Right. So that's why we moved here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, like, how, how was that move? Like, was it... At that point, it was everything was leading to, and it was like, all right. Yeah, I think we decided, like, officially decided, like, a month and a half before we left um, Alaska to come here. Um, and, yeah, that decision was kind of hard. Uh, the move was also kind of hard, because, like, at least in Fairbanks, like, we could still go back home, and that was pretty easy and stuff like that. But, like, moving from Alaska is, like, such... Like, you can't, I mean, you could road trip it, but, you know, it's not right. just, like, moving from one state to another. It's not even, like, if I moved from here to L.A. or something. Yeah. You just left the world, you know? Yeah, right. it's, like, it's like going to a different country, yeah. essentially. Yeah. That's pretty much how it felt. Um, yeah. Which was, and, like, we had, like, two people we knew here, so that was nice. Right. But it was also, like, uh, yeah, just, like, everything. Like, everyone we knew and everything like that was so far away. And then also, like, we moved in January, I think. And then, like, we were here two weeks, and then we got COVID. We got the OG COVID. The OG COVID? Mm -hmm. We got the OG COVID, and um, at that point, there was really no way to, like, test. Right. Um, But we were, like, I was, like, sick for four weeks. Like, I was down in bed for, like, two weeks. And then, like, I remember uh, my sister, she also got it. Mm, so yeah we were sick like for two weeks and then afterwards like we could hardly even walk around the mall like um yeah so it was a long i've had covid a couple times now and oh it's my not God. been fun um but that was the og covid and right. after that um you know we were trying to do some different stuff i think i did like some extra like gigs on like some sets and we were like just kind of like starting to get in and then covid happened yeah. and like everything got shut down locked down mm-hmm. And yeah. So you moved here in January 2020, you said? Mm-hmm. So we like met like right when you moved here. Cause, wait, when did we meet actually? We met in like, when did you move in with Eric? I think oh. it was like, I didn't meet you before then. I knew about you and Andy and stuff because Eric had done some stuff with you guys. Um, when was the first time we met then? It was when you guys were moving into your apartment. I think oh, I you just stopped you. by? Yeah, I think we were helping Eric move his stuff in and uh-huh. you and your dad came by and we're loading your stuff in and uh yeah I think oh my dad so you met my dad <laughs> when you met me you met my dad i think so oh <laughs> think so, yeah i think it was like it was like you guys were like moving moving in right yeah hmm. we didn't meet till june i honestly thought we met way sooner i guess not so the first time i met you is when our room my roommate you helped him move in and mm-hmm. that's when we met okay yeah wow oh I, that's that blows my mind i thought i, I don't know why I, thought I knew you way sooner Mm-mm. okay yeah damn sometimes you know it just friendships just go right ahead and you don't remember the beginning of it it just seems like it's always existed totally totally (laughs) Totally. (laughs) so like just like how like why why did you like when you because i you didn't go to you and you didn't go to like university right you were already like done yeah i graduated in 2019 december 2019 see i'm so confused because i thought i thought our my roommate like I thought y'all lived together in dorms at the university. Am I imagining that? So, yeah. No, I never lived at the dorms at in New Mexico. Um, okay. But in Alaska, I don't know if this is maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe that's what he was. He told like, me a story someday and he was like, oh, we were living in dorms. And- yeah. Because like, so we lived in separate dorms at UAF and we're doing like our separate things. And then like 
it was going to be the end of like our spring term in 2019. And we were, me, him, and my sister were like, oh, and this roommate is Eric, by the way. <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying, yeah, roommate. Yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Kezia, Eric, and me were all like, we wanted to stay in Fairbanks and we wanted to like work doing some film stuff for like our professor. Um, so we all got a place together and um, yeah, we were just like roommates, just friends chilling. Um, and then he moved to New Mexico. Um, fall 2019 yeah and so then, okay yeah cool, cool, cool. okay yeah. so i've never lived at the dorms with okay eric okay copy yeah. copy okay did, did you and you're like uh because i feel like everyone always how do i say this <laughs> this question I'm like, what is... did you and your sister like ever like consider like both like separating like you wanted to go somewhere else or or is it more like a like we're ride or die? Like, because you guys both decided to come to New Mexico, but did one of y'all want to go somewhere else and you wanted to go over here and there was a chance y'all were going to split up? You know, that's a good question. Um, for the most part, like, I feel like we always want similar things, just not the same things. Um, mm. So, like, we're often interested and have, like, a lot of the same, like, working methods, a lot of the same aesthetics and stuff, but we just have very different approaches and like different ways that we like represent or like present those things. Right. Um, but no, she really wanted to go to LA and mm -hmm. I was kind of like on the fence about like moving just in general. Um, but we landed on New Mexico kind of because of our professor and also Fisher and Eric being here. Right. Um, we've definitely talked about moving outside of New Mexico and stuff and pretty much like we've been to LA a couple times and like, I feel she's always wanted to move to LA a little bit more than I have. But like, I think after we've been to LA, I think we both are like, yeah, we could do this. But we also really, I think the big goal for this year is to go to New York to see how New York is. Cause like everybody that I vibed with in LA, like people that like, also I have like a really good friend from UAF that went to LA who's lived there for like the past like three years. And he loved New York when he visited. And so I'm like, if everybody that I'm vibing with in LA loves New York so much, I'm like, I feel like I need to go there to at least experience it to be like, is this something that I'd be interested in? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. See, I've never been to New York. Have you been to New York like mm -mm. ever to visit? Mm -mm. Okay. I've never been. Okay. I also hate driving. So I'm like, <laughs> and I love walking. So I'm like, New York might be it and right. i also really did like london and stuff and i know mm -hmm. london and new york are different but like i've heard from people that they have like the same kind of yeah. like, energy see that's very interesting because i honestly really don't like london mm. the the one time i went there i did not like it really yeah no I i'm just london, not but i'm I just like... <laughs> interesting it, it, it's probably because and i know why because i think when i went i the person i went with we did very like touristy things mm. and like mm -hmm. did like the whole like tour bus and all that and i was just like i feel like i didn't see the authentic true side of it you know yeah but, i could definitely see that you know because mm -hmm. like when you visit places yeah you're often visiting as yeah. a tourist but like i went when i was 13 with my parents and they opted to drive everywhere with my dad driving so i feel like we kind of got a different experience of like thrown in like, okay, if I was actually an American going to go live in Europe, this is how stressful it right, would be. Right. Um, so yeah, but okay. yeah, I would definitely want to go back to right. London because maybe that vibe's changed. You never know. Oh, I want to go back to like uh, your sister. We were talking about it. Mm -hmm. 
do you think do you feel like she's like your number one like collaborator in any like artistic things yeah i feel like she's the one person that i could say like two words to and you'd get like the full concept like other Mm -hmm. people like i have to like not spell it out but like things that like she just understands of like what i see and like what i would want like Mm -hmm. there's certain things like we'll occasionally have like disagreements on but like for the most part she like knows my aesthetic or like what my aesthetic's growing to be Uh because i feel like i've not even like put in stone like what my aesthetic is i feel like it's a constant discovery Mm -hmm. but i feel like she's kind of like been there for so long that she like knows right so yeah like whenever you're like writing and things like that do you usually just like right away like oh read this what do you think about this or like go back and forth yeah i feel like i keep my art very like secret or like to myself for a long time uh-huh. uh and then she's usually the one that will pry yeah and, like where other people would probably just be like okay whatever she's usually the one that's like well what is it just like yeah. let me see it so mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah i always know that she's gonna give me like honest feedback right and like yeah that's super cool damn that's so cool i wish i had like a, a right hand <laughs> arm like that just like look at this because i'm i feel like whenever i write i'm always like like for like a solid week after i've written it or even like anything or even the ideas i have i'm like i don't know if i even like this or like think this is cool and then it's not till like i like to keep like thinking about i'm like you know what i should just i should just show someone or that's what you got me for you yeah 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 well no i mean i feel the same way sometimes it's like yeah is this idea even worth it or anything Mm -hmm. like that but i have learned like the sooner you throw it out there um especially to people you trust like my sister or like certain people that yeah once they throw out any idea because there are some people that are just gonna be like that's stupid and then that that idea never comes to like fruition because like you've been stomped on so quickly right definitely learned from certain friendships and stuff like not everyone's gonna be a good person to go to for like an idea pitch or like somebody to be like is this a good idea or something like that you know not everybody's gonna be like that person for you i think it's hard definitely because i think whenever you share like ideas or even stuff you're like sometimes you just want it's hard because sometimes you just (laughs) no no no. it's hard because like when you're like for me at least when you're writing like sometimes just like i've been in the pits for so long just on this idea and like i don't know if it's working that sometimes you just kind of want someone to be like this is cool yeah but sometimes you just want someone to be like okay but like what like what do you really think you know yeah no it it definitely it can be that way because sometimes it's like or i've also noticed like when i like start a project with her like earlier on or like throw my ideas out to her sooner than later she goes through the process with me and so like you know when you have all those ideas that you turn down or you're like that's stupid and like when you're in the shower and like you're going over this concept and you've like had 50 million discussions with yourself she now knows all those discussions so there's more than just my head that knows all these ideas Uh so like she can like yeah so there's like two people that like know what's going on instead of just like one because i know i've definitely like sometimes like held ideas in for a long time and then like by the time i tell somebody it's like there's all this history of other ideas that they know nothing about so yeah there's definitely Mm -hmm. that too wow because i i feel like you're very like which which i think is super cool like i feel like i'm narrowed myself down to like only really like writing and doing film stuff but i feel like you're always just doing like tons of like creative stuff whether it's like photo shoots or like even like like tiktok and things like mm-hmm. that with like fashion and stuff do you feel like you i don't know i, I feel like i like, still so, like impressing and like so like motivating that you're able to like do all these different things that's really nice of you to say because <laughs> honestly sometimes i feel like i feel like i don't do that much honestly um 
it's like, yeah, I feel like I really haven't done very much at all. Um, and it also feels like, yeah, there's like so many different things that I am interested in, but it's like, Kira, can you pick one and like get good at that? And then like, you've seen like, you know, successful people stick with one thing, they stick with music, then they get into acting and then they like, you know, have their own fashion lines and they're able to like, you know, do all these other things. But it's like, they started with one thing, they did that well and then moved on. Right. But then you also see other artists that like, they've always just been creating no matter what the medium. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, so it's just, I feel like sometimes if I just focus on one thing, it feels like I'm putting myself in a box and then like my creativity just like diminishes. So I don't mm -hmm. know if I could be one of those people to just like be good at one thing and then like open avenues. Um, but yeah. I think I think you should keep doing what you're doing now because I think you're killing it with what you're doing Thank now. You. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what's, what's something that you haven't done yet that you want to do? Mm -hmm. talk, talk about right now in Array, like lay us out like the what you do. So you're like right as we know like mm -hmm. right direct and stuff but you're also into like fashion and i think there's just like i don't even know if there's a name for it i think you're always just like like creatively like pushing forward <laughs> i don't know how to describe it like i, I wouldn't say like it hyping me up way too no, much no 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 like, no it's just so like, many days where it's like i do it's like what am i even doing so. no 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 like like the best way i could put it is like for example i don't even know you're what to call it yeah you're just a creative yeah <laughs> like i feel i feel like for most you're times no no no, 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 no 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 like for most times everybody people say like i'm the creative director of this or that mm -hmm. i'm like what's that really even mean but i feel like the best way to put it is i feel like you're like a creative director of like of my life <laughs> things you know like you're always like doing like these like cool like like photo shoots and like but like i don't even want to call you like a photographer because you're much more than that you know and like an editor also and like just like like creating these like wild things you're just a creative person yeah That's literally I, it. yeah i i know what you're getting at though because you know it's what like, i'm a multidisciplinary artist yeah 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 because <laughs> yeah, it's like honestly last of the wild is like one of the first things that i've actually like there's a short film that i directed that's like with a structure of like a short film right because like i've only really directed like three other things mm. uh, one was a music video that starred eric and then two other things. One's like self-portrait, and that's like a I don't even know. It's like a poetry type self. Yeah. It's like a whole I don't know if you'd even call it performance art. Yeah. See, like that's super cool to me because like I could never do that. Like that's so. That's how my brain works. So it's like a, even the... doing Last of the Wild was a challenge, and that's why it is like so kind of non-linear in a way. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's like just regular structures of things like short films and stuff like scene to scene to conversation to conversation just don't like make sense to me mm -hmm. it's like pictures make sense to me so right. that's why like yeah like self-portrait and then there was another one that i co-directed with kezia that i like starred in and that was like strand castle mm -hmm. and that's another short film so then yeah and then last of the wild is probably the most different thing that i've yeah. done like that okay well while we're leaning to it then let's like okay so you've been you've all right let's i know i know how to structure this now <laughs> so you were here we met mm -hmm. then i guess you were just like kind of you mentioned like going like different you know uh background work in different mm -hmm. films and and then like we met and we like started working on stuff and then i know i mean if you want to talk about it um you 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 by this point when did you all start your uh, production company bleep yeah so i think it was like in may 2020 we 
saw like an ad like the UNM like student film like they would send out like emails or something like Eric would get them for like different jobs yeah and there was this one lawyer who was looking for like students to film some like documentaries about some of his clients Mm -hmm. um so we started doing that and so that had us traveling around the country actually um in 2020 which was crazy um and so we were doing that kind of like freelance and doing like these documentaries and that's pretty much what i think most of 2020 like what that work was and then we were like oh this is you know going pretty well so then like 2021 rolled around and we're like we should like after doing our taxes we're like maybe we should become like legit because that was kind of tricky um because like having three people doing like one business so that's when we started our um bleep media productions llc was in 2021 and then in 2021, we did more work for the lawyer. And then we started doing um, like BTS and like EBK stuff for actual like film sets, yeah. which has been honestly mm-hmm. so cool, so fun. Yeah. Um, like that's what I'm jealous about. <laughs> honestly, I mean, uh, some sets it's been hard <laughs> doing right. BTS and stuff because especially like the bigger sets, like a lot of people aren't used to being. Uh, in front of the camera like you know grip team right. doesn't want to be filmed and stuff like that right right but honestly i think that's one thing that we have all really enjoyed about like doing like the stuff for the lawyer making documentaries about, about people and then also being able to make like bts and like short form documentaries about filmmaking right because i think that's so cool to like highlight and it's kind of again like telling stories and like kind of going back to like the editorial thing about right. like, making stories about people that you're inspired by so mm-hmm. i think that's super cool and also it's a l- sometimes a little bit less stressful because you get to sit back and like it's kind of like the doc team for like last of the wild like you get to sit back and like highlight the moments or like if there's drama yeah. you can be like i'm gonna go get a snack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know it's like but then at the end of the day you're like i know that people are gonna look back at this and be like oh wow i have photos of me putting all this work in because most of the time like so many people on sets get no recognition yeah and they like dedicate their lives and like hours and hours to it and you know th- then somebody watches the film in an hour and a half and then it's done, you know? So it's like just a little something that right. like hopefully people can like look back on and yeah. be like, wow, we did this. And like, that's me yeah. doing like what I love. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing like I have like really acknowledged. And I want people to like, if I can like take, if I can give anyone any like, cause people are always like, oh, you were, you, you work on films mm-hmm. and stuff. That's too cool. Like the biggest <laughs> thing I want people to know, it's like, there's really is a whole army that makes any film possible. Yes. Like, there's like so many like people that like don't ever really like get acknowledged or even like really yeah and yeah i mean there's it's that's why it's every tough movie, every movie we watch we stay until the credits yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for yeah, sure for sure because it's like and then you know the more films you do the more people you know in those credits that you can yeah. be like oh there's somebody yeah there. exactly but yeah no i mean usually because i mean even the oscars are most awards and stuff it's always like actors first and foremost because yeah. we see them they also get paid the most and then it's the director, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then, you know, we dabble a little bit into, like, cinematographer and, like, some of those other things. Right. But, you know, for the most part, it's, like, we don't really, like, have to. Yeah. 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 And, like, it's just, <laughs> right. like, we don't even highlight that many people. The and, like, Awards. Yeah. <laughs> the <Sepia> Awards. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's, like, I feel like it can be a very thankless yeah. job. But, you know, you, like, love doing it. So it's, right, like, right. I don't know. I feel okay. like for us, BTS, it's, like, a little, like little thank you to everybody yeah that's super cool yeah that's um, to so then just because we keep talking about it, i feel like we should just get into it so, so you know i, I don't know how you want to i feel the like big, you should take it from here yeah. the big the one big so one. how did the lead because I, I mean i think we got caught up like you and i worked on a film together where like you got hired as like bts <laughs> and i know that's where you found out so like maybe we should take yeah. it from there so 
Yeah, so I so talking about winning the Great Untold, hosted by Netflix and Adobe. Uh, what I think, is it? So that is a short. Film <laughs> <competition>. <laughs> uh, that's a short film competition that was like held on TikTok, and uh, my sister found like the ad for it one day, and she sent it to me, and. I was kind of like already in like a little bit of a creative like streak. So I was like, ooh, it'd be fun. Like when we go back to Alaska this summer to like film a short film trailer to pitch because I wanted to apply to some different like grants um, to make this film. It's going to be like a 15 minute film. Um, so I was like, yeah, we should do that when we go back and we can like submit it to this as well. So that rolls around. We're in Alaska in June. We have like two and a half days. We're like filming different shots and stuff. And then we're editing it. We finally submit it on the day that it's due before like an hour before it's due. Yeah. And then it's just like, okay, you know, we did our best. We did our best. Right. And, you know, we we liked watching the trailer. We're like, wow, this actually like feels like something. So that's mm -hmm. cool. And so then we kind of just like nothing really happened. We didn't hear anything. Nothing happened. And then I was working on... Jane, I don't know if we were supposed to say the set or not, but I was yeah, working right. as BTS on a film set that you were also working on. Yeah. And um, I started getting like, I think somebody from Adobe followed me and then hit me up. So Adobe followed me on TikTok. And I was like, what? Yeah. Adobe is following me? That's like the whole like page yeah, of Adobe. Yeah, yeah, with like the blue, <laughs> yeah, you know, with the, the check mark. And yeah. I was like, Adobe, okay. <laughs> and then I got a message from somebody who was like, hey, we just emailed you and we need you to like, um, you know, sign some paperwork so we can do a background check on you. And we want to have an interview. And I was like, okay <laughs> okay so yeah. i go into my email at this point like you were you like kind of like had an idea what was coming. yeah yeah so i was like okay this is like about the great untold um so then after that i had like two or three different interviews while on the set that i have to like go run and take and like uh i met so the main casting was like AKQA. So that's like the people that like, I guess you could say cast me. And then mm -hmm. I had like a meeting with um, the producer, Choppy. Um, and so mm -hmm. we had like a whole sit down and like talk about like who I am and like what this whole thing was. And like, okay, well, we'll get back to you if you know we select you. And then, yeah, um, then I found out I was selected. I did not know up until this point that there was going to be a documentary made about me. I thought the the $10,000 was like a grant because they had always presented it as like a $10,000 grant. I was like, yeah. that would be sick. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't realize that they were going to also like want to make the film the same year and like three weeks after finding out that I had won. Um, so, yeah. So, Damn. Okay. Yeah. So in your eyes, you were just getting like ten thousand dollars for funding for any sort of film. Yeah. And, and you were like, okay, I'll do it like you yeah, know yeah. next year or something. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because uh, yeah. the uh, Last of the Wild was always gonna be like a fifteen minute like film, like a yeah. short film. And I was like, oh, this would be great, you know, ten thousand dollars. And then there was another grant I was trying to go after. Mm -hmm. So I was like combining those two, and then I can do it like next year. Yeah. Yeah. So that so, was like, it was completely like changing up every planet yeah. possibly had. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause then, yeah, I found out I won and then I met with the producers and then they were like, yeah, next week you're going to start going into a two week boot camp with the other three winners. I want to say we had like two to four hours of Zoom calls at each day for 14 consecutive days um, that we're just like going like writing intensives, like storyboarding. And it was just kind of like, a lot of information I had already learned in like college, but at the same time, like uh, kind of more directed to like each individual project. Right. So 
that was cool that they kind of had like a structure mm-hmm. there somewhat. So, so you had it with like the two other winners, like you guys were all in the same mm-hmm. class. Yeah, okay. all through the same Zoom class. I've never met them in person yet, which mm-hmm. kind of like sucks because I think we all want to like meet each other in person and like yeah. have like I sit down and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, just like talk about life. it, like stuff over like yeah, life and like stuff yeah. that we can't really talk over Zoom or like text. Yeah. So it would be super cool to meet them. But yeah, yeah I've met them through Zoom. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Damn. Well, we'll f- <laughs> oh, yeah, Why totally. Uh, <laughs> Adobe, give us money. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, um, so then, like, at, at this point, because, I mean, given, given, I mean, we can start talking about, it, like, given the, the story, it's about Alaska. Like, mm-hmm. when were you already in Alaska when this was happening? Or did you... No, no, no. So I was in New Mexico working on a set. Um, oh, but... you were doing that while you were on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing Damn. that while I was on set. Um, okay. And luckily, our like the like the director of our department, Devin, she was super cool. I don't even think she knew exactly what I had won or anything like that. But I was like, yeah, I have classes with Netflix. And then after that, we actually ended up not having to work on that set. So then that freed up more time right. for me. Um, so that's why I was like doing all those boot camps. But no, pretty much like I found out, like I want to say it was like week one of me working BTS on that set. Mm-hmm. We found out that we had won, um, you know, The Great Untold, yeah. one of the winners. And then after that, I was just like in a boot camp straight on after that. Um, and yeah, so I think the first winner, he had the boot camp weeks two weeks and then the next week was like prep and filming for him so he like literally had like three weeks to do this film with netflix and then i had about four weeks okay i had about four weeks so yeah it was like three weeks two weeks of boot camp one week kind of like on my own back in alaska and then the fourth week was like producers and then my team coming together to make the film damn okay well we'll talk about all that so (laughs) You once you finished the classes, you went straight to Alaska then. Yeah, um, and I. What were you feeling at that point? Like just like (laughs) overwhelmed. You were just like kind of like go mode. You weren't even like really like. Yeah, it was it was really kind of stressful too because I was like, wait, I was not planning that this film would be five minutes because that's what they also told us that Mm. it was gonna be a five minute film. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna have to kind of tell a different story because like I can't tell this one that's 15 minutes in five minutes yeah um so it was just like a lot of that and then it was also you know i was like i need to get back to alaska but i thought i was going to be working on the bts set um up until like august 18th so that's mm. when my flight was booked it was like yeah. the last day of working i flew out that day i could wow. have flown out earlier but it turned out that they didn't need us right. on one of those days so i just i was like you know what i i'm just gonna do this from new mexico and then right. fly out on the 18th, but yeah, no, I, I think I flew out on the 18th, and then, um, yeah, I don't know what you want to know, um, as far as, like, a, like, boot camp and, like, prep. Right, right. Well, did you really have, like, the whole, like, 15-page script written? Nah. Okay. I did not. Um, uh, even the trailer, the trailer was just, like, a taste of, like, um, kind of, like, an idea. We're, like, mm-hmm. what do we want the audience to feel from this? Right. Like, so then, like, any, you know, grants that we pitch this to, like, they can kind of know. And then um, most of the grants didn't require us to have a script at that point, so we're, like, right. it's fine. So, yeah, no, we didn't have the script written, so that's where that came in, the boot camp. There's, like, probably 20 versions of the script, if not more. Um, Damn. So, yeah, there's, like, some, in the beginning, if you went through, like, all the scripts, there's some, like, really different scripts in there really? like 
different stories completely and then as it goes on like there's just like different details and different orders right. of things um how, how did that feel like do you feel like you were losing your own narrative or like <laughs> were you just like trying to like get out all the bad stuff to get to the good stuff it definitely sometimes especially going in with like the 15 minute like message that i kind of wanted which is similar like it has the same like heart yeah. but it's like a different story right right um it was definitely it kind of did feel like my vision was being like pushed around or like it was like what i'm not even prepped to do this film in like four weeks like what do i even want to say yeah was also like a big thing you know they're always like what is your like you know what do you want to say this is all about you and there's just like a lot of pressure and stuff and it's like what do you want to say it's like i i'm not ready to say anything i you know because i yeah. feel like that's always been one thing for me with like art it's like if I don't make something for like a couple months, it's because I'm not ready. It's right. like I'm just not like creatively there and you just can't push that. Yeah. And so it was like just I, like yeah. making myself be there. Right. It was I, I think I think it's super important people to like realize is like I feel like a lot of people don't understand. Like a lot of these like great films you see, it's like there's the artist, the, the director, the mm -hmm. writer like has spent four to five years with that idea yeah. just slowly like building. And sometimes like to the point where like they put it in the shelf and like they didn't even touch it and then like you know grab exactly. it again. Exactly. Yeah. There's. Yeah. I'm sure you still have ideas that like you've not made yet that like we'll see in like a yeah, couple years and stuff. For like sure. That. For sure. There's <laughs> some idea, and yeah. then there's some I'm not even ready to make. Like, yeah. but I know I want to make them someday. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And so it's just like also I think like getting myself in the mental space of like no we're doing this now mm -hmm. and you have to figure out like a story you want to tell now. You right. Know? Right. Um. So yeah, there was like the whole script writing part of it. And then, you know, I was like, oh, you need to fly back to Alaska. You need to get locations. You need to make sure your team's built. And they didn't want me to get anyone um, booked or like any like thing really kind of taken care of like till the week of, which I had a fight on because I was like, nah, like people are either out of state that I want to be there, you know, um, or there's people like nobody lives in this town that we're going to be filming in. So they need to know in advance. People are still in school. People have jobs. So that was like a big thing too, is like recruiting the team and making sure we could all be there and mm -hmm. like also make sure we had like housing and like all the that's, planning. That's a lot to do in four weeks. And on top of all that, like what you talked about creatively, yeah. like coming in together. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was a lot, but you know, it was fun. It was a fun challenge. Yeah. Like I do, am one of those people that it's like, I do like to have like, like 50 things going on at once but like right. my body can only take so much stress no i i agree like, with that i i've talked to him about this where like i feel like i also enjoy like being stressed out sometimes yeah like when you know it's gonna end though. yeah like, yeah in small like pieces right 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 yeah yeah wow that's great so like how did you really have an idea of like everyone that was gonna be in it was gonna be in it mm -hmm. okay um yeah it was really big to me that i wanted like all of um pretty much the whole team and cast to be alaskan because again we don't really get that many like narrative opportunities in alaska and mm -hmm. that's what a lot of um you know my friends and stuff are interested in like we are interested in doc stuff too but like narratives just really not like a whole lot of opportunities in alaska so yeah the, and i mean i've not been away from alaska that long so i still have like quite a few connections and stuff like that but yeah it was um 
it was a lot of work, <laughs> kind of getting everybody. It was like, you know, promposals and stuff like that. I felt like that's what I was doing for everyone <laughs> in a way. But like, you want to be part of this film. But also, I was not allowed to tell people uh, what it was for um, mm-hmm. early on. It was only till I think I sent like out until they released like the official. These are the winners of the Grave oh, Untold, yeah. which was like, I think, two weeks before I was going to film. Mm-hmm. That's oh. when they uh, released it. So like I had my team pretty much built up to that point. Um, but nobody knew it was for Netflix or anything right, like that. But, right. you know, with that, like being said, like all of these are like day ones. So like they wanted to do it like they, they didn't even care about like getting paid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like most of the crew and stuff like that. They were just like, yeah, we'll just be there. Like they just thought it was like a film that I had like some funding for. Yeah. And that they were like, oh, yeah, that's really sick. You're coming back for sure. We'll be there. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, they didn't even know it was like with Netflix. And uh-huh. So, right. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So then you're in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Let's paint the picture. You're in Alaska. So y- you got there one week before you said? So I guess two weeks before filming. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And you you just like go straight to like location scouting and like, yeah. or you had an idea exactly where you want to shoot. So uh, I had some ideas of what I wanted to shoot. I had like images of like every landscape that I wanted to see. Because mm-hmm. um, that is one thing that I did want in like five to seven minute film. I wanted to see like as much different landscapes as possible. Um in the trailer, you'll see that we actually had like ocean shots and stuff because we had to go to Anchorage for that. And but we we didn't have the time or funds to do that in the actual film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as soon as I got to Alaska, uh, the next day I was up at like 6 a.m. I think on the road with my dad, um, going around location scouting and going and taking pictures of tons of stuff and. Because part of the process was like if I was doing this independently or even with some grants. I wouldn't be writing up, like, getting permission from the state to film because it's, like, we have, like, less than a 13-person crew, I think. Yeah. And so it was, like, uh, you know, we're not going to be tearing up the land. We're going to be, like, really respectful and it's going to be, like, super low-key. Um, and this is also just, like, in the, my backyard. But right. with going through Adobe and Netflix, I had to, you know, send to the producers, like, these locations, the exact, um, you know, area codes and everything like that. And they had to, like, look up, or I think I did some of the looking up, too, like, uh, who owns this land? It was either railroad land, you know, coal mine land or state land. And then we would need to send in permits. And those permits to even just submit, some of them were going to be like $1,200 just Damn. to submit. And that did not mean you were going to get the land. Right. Mine, this is like land that literally at any point in my childhood, we could literally just pull up to on the side of the road and like just go berry picking and everything like that. It's yeah. just like community land. Right. Um. So that was also kind of like a big thing. And, you know, so that was one thing that we kind of had to juggle. But luckily my dad... You know, being part of um, the coal mine that he works with and, like, at the position, they have, um, like, a mandatory, like, reclamation. Like, every, you know, like, piece of land that they mine, they have to plant so many trees. They have to reclamate the land and everything like that just because that's what you do. Like, if you mine stuff, you should, like, be putting back to the land. You know, you don't just want to, like, suck the land dry. Um, Right, right. So we had a, like... Before they all did that. Yeah, it would be, yeah, I I don't get why it's not enforced more. Uh, But we had a piece of land that was no longer owned by the coal mine. It's actually part of like the mental health and like 
state program that Alaska has, um, but the coal mine's still affiliated. So through that, we got like our main piece of land, which is like um, where we see Jesse planting stuff. Right, right. And then we also did the gun scene there as well. And then I think other than that, I think everything else was on our land right. and then our friend's house. So yeah, but right. before getting to that piece of land that the coal mine, we had coal mine affiliation with, um, there was so many different other pieces of property. Like there was a whole list. Like I have a whole, like a whole. Yeah. Like, book no, I remember talking about it all yeah. with you, and you were like trying to describe <laughs> these things to me. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, like yeah, you've I, never been. Yeah, I've never yeah. been to Alaska, and I think even funnier when when uh, like I went, I was talking to uh, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I was like telling him what I thought Alaska would be like, and yeah. he's like, "What are you? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Like I don't know. I just for some reason I thought Alaska would be like this, like." <laughs> like frozen tundra yeah <laughs> like barren land with like no t- i don't know why like well, i don't know i mean that's the thing like you've not been up like there are yeah, certain yeah. areas and if you go mm-hmm. up to like uh you know charlie yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he lives up in barrow yeah. um and that is pretty much how it is up there i've never mm-hmm. personally been up there but right. there are certain areas that are just like that yeah um, like see a polar bear <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. um but then yeah. there's also a lot of places like you did get to go to you went to seward right yeah i went yeah. to seward yeah yeah and yeah. you get to go like if you went down even to like Sitka or some of the other places that are kind of like more on like the coast, like closer to Canada on the coast and stuff, there's like mm-hmm. a lot of places that are like Washington and green and stuff. Yeah. So. No, I mean, all of a lot, like even where we were at, like that place is gorgeous. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that, I, don't, I would honestly, that's probably my favorite part of Alaska of everything really? I saw. Like, it was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just because like we did everything we did there. there yeah. But like, I don't know. It was just like a sense of peace yeah <laughs> you yeah, know it's very, it is very peaceful yeah um yeah that is one nice thing about alaska even if you did like live in anchorage and stuff right like, if you go out just a little ways it's right. you can find everyone should go visit alaska by the way yeah yeah <laughs> it's in the united states it is <laughs> there's like no excuse not to go yeah, like the final frontier or the last frontier uh it is the last frontier. the last, the last frontier, frontier. Yeah. wow mm-hmm. um so then i won't when did i fly out in this timeline i flew out like the the week before right Mm-mm. um so uh, what happened <laughs> so what happened is i flew out like two weeks before like uh-huh. i think the filming date i did like all this scouting i was buying costumes prepping ripping trees out of the side of the road that were going to be decimated anyways guys so <laughs> no trees were killed they were actually rehabilitated and yeah. saved um but yeah there was just tons of prep um and production design and stuff that was happening kezia came like probably five days after me i think eric flew in at the same time but he went to anchorage her and i got the equipment like a day after she landed we were given the cameras which was great um so we went around and there's probably three to four versions of this film cut with me as jesse in like these like demo shots yeah it's hilarious uh kezia was just like showing me this one that we did in albuquerque actually uh at our old apartment yeah and it's pretty funny yeah it's so funny but anyways um yeah so we went around doing that you landed uh what day i i think you landed like the day before our official prep day right so you came in probably a week and a half after i had been there right um yeah i think that's about it because then you landed that night and then the next day was when everybody like showed up Mm. and was like our official like prep tech day um and that if you look at the bts was like that, that's in that's when it starts vest. right yeah okay mm-hmm. okay so like that that's just for the people that are gonna like go watch this like you did so much for giving before like we started like the prep 
Yeah, lots of it is not shown in the doc, yeah, yeah. but I have footage of it because I had to, like, vlog all of that. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. there's a lot that... Well, t- talk about, like, because, uh, like, through this whole, like, thing, you had, like, a mentor. Like, mm-hmm. how did that, like, relationship, like... Uh, Maisie as my mentor was phenomenal. She was actually really helpful the whole way through. Um, you know, writing is definitely still like not like my strongest point. It's definitely just not the way that I think. I usually think more pictures than like words. Um, so she was really helpful in like kind of bringing that out like of me. Um, and then yeah, she was uh, she also like made the time to be there like all days like prep all the way through like the final day, which was really nice because like I think she flew in from London. Um, so she had to like, do like that huge like time jump too and stuff. So and she was she's always been like really supportive because like even from our first conversation, she was like, yeah, you know, I'm just here to be like somebody to bounce ideas off of. I'm not trying to like sculpt you or like teach you. It's just like if you need anything or, mm-hmm. you know, if you have questions, I'm just going to be here and like bounce those ideas off. And I told her as well. It's like, yeah, that sounds great. And if you have anything just come up and tell me and then like you know because i would love to know like you know what ideas you have and stuff like that so even on set like there would definitely be times where she'd come up and just like tell me certain shots to get a lot of those shots are actually in the film because the film like the script even the final script that we used is different than the film like scenes mm-hmm. are moved around yeah um, i noticed that yeah yeah and there's like even some just like shots which i think kind of goes back to like my style again it's just like there's shots in there that were not written out on the shot list that we used or there's like uh i think like you know when jesse is like yeah i'm alone and he like takes a sip of the like alcohol and then he tosses it down (sighs) what (laughs) what's happening (laughs) i have no clue what's happening um but yeah anyways uh so there's different shots like that, like she suggested and they're in the film. So it's kind of cool. Like we were able to get extra footage and like stuff like that, that kind of shaped the story later, right. which like if we had only shot everything that was like in the script, it would be a different cut. Right. right, sure. right, right. So yeah, okay. it was great having Maisie as a mentor. That's cool. Like that, that's like my biggest thing, like right now, like in terms of like our, per- my personal life, like, you, you know, self growth and whatnot mm-hmm. is like, I feel like I'm trying to find my own mentor. Mm-hmm. I have like people, older me I look up to and talk to but like I don't have like a mentor I would say per se so like how like to like do you guys like still talk like are you gonna you should yeah. go to London do you, have you do you have any plans of going to London <laughs> I we would love to really. go to Europe uh sometime soon but we'll just have to see like what's right. in the cards but she does um work in LA and mm-hmm. I think Toronto okay and, yeah so there's very likely that we could meet up somewhere else but yeah we right. have um talked you know sometimes but it's always kind of been about like last of the wild like oh it's releasing soon or this and right. this, or i shared some of the bts that she was in with her and stuff like right. that um but i feel like although it's happened a while ago i don't remember even how many months it's been since like filming last of the wild and since we've met i feel like even though as soon as the rap process like happened and everybody left Healy and stuff like that. And even after like, like the editing process was really long. And like, I feel like even though it's been a while since I've seen her in person and stuff, it's like a very elongated process of like getting to the point of the release. So I feel like it's still always kind of been like last to the wild kind of centric, but yeah, I I feel like she's definitely somebody that I could hit up and like ask like about like career wise. Cause she, you know, she's a writer, director and actress and stuff. Mm. And like, she's 
yeah, she does a lot of really cool stuff. So I definitely feel like she's very supportive. Yeah. Even if we haven't talked for a while. Right, right. No, that's super cool. Um, I just want to like, let's talk about it because I don't think the doc um all right well let's pause this is the time to tell everyone go check it out it's on youtube right now yes uh it's called the great untold uh episode one kira anderson right yeah okay <laughs> we'll obviously link it downstairs downstairs <laughs> down in the link uh and yeah we'll definitely go check it out so like let's talk about it um because something i want to acknowledge i don't think it you know and i'm gonna speak it because i know i know you're probably too humble you don't want to talk about it but you know i was there so i'm gonna talk about it and all that so i don't care but i think (laughs) i think compared to and this is no knock i mean it kind of is knocking but i think compared to like everyone else's episodes and whatnot like i just like want to acknowledge the amount of like how hard and how much work went into like pulling this off like talking about resource like it being alaska everyone flying out mm-hmm. um given where we shot the amount of resources given the amount of on top of that like specific film resources mm-hmm. and on top of all that like you really touched upon like all the things that you had to do for like prep like the housing mm-hmm. what you guys had to get to accommodate the whole crew mm-hmm. like it was really you like y'all were really out here in the mud like we were like out here trying to make this happen like it was insane like the amount of work that that was put into it and i don't think the dog like reflects that or even acknowledges like how hard it was like there was one scene it shows where once we got the gear uh we were missing some pieces but i just don't think people like i want people to understand like uh, like where we were shooting it's like literally the middle of alaska like two <laughs> hours like she mentioned two hours away from like a big city yeah. and on top of even that like like i mentioned like somewhere that we could get it, like film equipment mm-hmm. you know so like what we had we had and yeah. we got the pieces and there was a lot of stuff missing there was yeah um the gear you know was given to us kind of like if it was given to us the day before we had to film um like all of our accessory pieces we had like the cameras and stuff but there was like you know all the stuff that makes the camera look great and move great um that was delivered to us like on prep day and it was flown in from LA and you know we had sent out our gear list I want to say like two or three weeks before we had sent it out in advance and like it just didn't get to um for whatever reason and uh like the week of like two three days before like this gear was gonna be flown to us we were getting stuff like oh we can't get this for you we can't get this for you and stuff like that and um you know we had never used like the sony fx6 cameras before and they're a you know they're a light camera for like what they do but they're a bigger camera uh so we needed a certain kind of gimbal which also we were told even by some like professionals oh this gimbal gimbals are music video they're not film and we're like okay but we want to use it because like for what we have to do, this is going to be the best steady rig that we probably have, you know, yeah. also like for what we have to do. Right. Um, we were sent the wrong one. We were sent one that was too small um, and it was missing a part. Uh, we had asked for the larger one, obviously, so it could have to accommodate the camera. Luckily, um, Ian, shout out to Ian. Shout out uh, Ian, the yeah, boy Ian. <laughs> uh, drone pilot and camera op. He luckily brought his gear as well because that's what you do in Alaska. You bring the gear you have because, you know. That's, that's the only gear there that, is, yeah. There's the only gear. So we ended up using his gimbal and that was a smaller size. So that was like, it was carrying like a bigger camera, um, but at least had all the parts. So right, right. that's what our camera team was doing. So yeah, our camera team, 
And, like, our whole team had to pull together, too, because, like, we had never worked with monitors before, which we had made very clear. We are like, monitors just, you know, we've never had that kind of, like, situation before. So feel free to, you know, let us know what monitors you want us to have. And we talked to somebody, but they never gave us their full gear list. Right. So there was many different situations leading up to it, but, you know, nobody really knew um, how to put these monitors up. And the gear house that sent us all this stuff had missed and had left out uh I don't remember what the cord's called. I should know because of all the drama that it caused. <laughs> but it's literally just like a small cord that connects the battery um, mm-hmm. to the monitor that helps, you know, transmit the signal. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think it's called a... Uh, oh, my God. No, I literally just had it and then we paused for it. Uh, a D, D something cable. Yeah. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Probably if I shout it out there, they'd probably yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so D bat cable, I think. Yeah. D bat, something like something that. Something like yeah. that. We were missing a couple of those, so the yeah. monitors wouldn't work. Uh, I had to call some different people. Luckily, we were able to have one of our crew members bring it back to us, like at one o'clock a.m. in the morning, because they were driving in from a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were so many different schedules. Oh yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, but You're at right. that point, my dad was like, "Well, if those don't work, we need something that will." So. <laughs> As my dad would, he just hot-wired a battery. Um, right, one right, of his, right. Like, uh, you know, like the Milwaukee batteries that, like, it's mm-hmm. the same battery. He just had to do, like, the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I have, like, this monitor that's, like, strapped with, like, these Milwaukee batteries. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah. the most elastic thing. It worked great. Yeah, like, yeah. We never questioned if it going to work or not. We are like, we know this is going to work. Yeah, so. yeah. Shout out your dad. That's something else the doctor's not... Yeah show at all like your dad the amount of stuff that yeah yeah they do but your dad like wow like he did a lot wow if i could have your dad on on every film set i've ever worked on i would have your dad on every film set honestly like there's so many film sets i've been on now that i'm like wow if my dad ever wants to change careers yeah he he, he, yeah like so like like unreplaceable on film sets because literally anything that you need mechanically even if he doesn't like know stuff about camera or lighting like he has enough like knowledge that he's like i know how to like make stuff make stuff or like make it work so Mm -hmm. yeah no without him or my mom honestly because she also like cooked everything she was pretty much like the den mother for us like she cooked all the meals provided all the meals Mm -hmm. um also we came in way under budget for our food which was like really impressive just because of like the resources that she pulled together because like right you know we i think i don't know i think there was like 13 people on our crew i don't remember Mm -hmm. (laughs) the exact number but like that's a lot of people to feed for like i think it was like four days like three meals and like snacks and stuff like that too so it's just like the and food's important on right right it is it is you really have to make sure that everybody's well fed let's take a moment take a moment to acknowledge kira's mom and dad (laughs) because now that you bring it all up like wow yeah Yeah. you're it's crazy the amount of stuff they did like Mm -hmm. like it's just like it's just like i know i'm shouting them out a lot but i just want everyone to acknowledge to like just know what what they did like your dad literally we were gonna be like screwed keep in mind like we weren't gonna be able to like shoot specific stuff because like we didn't have the correct batteries but your dad literally made a battery yeah like that's even to the extent what he did he literally made a battery in his garage yeah and rescued us like (laughs) yeah also he made like a lot of like the different i mean all the you know wheelers and vehicles we see in that that's like he those are all of his yeah a lot of the production design you know he helped me with and then also yeah like securing like probably our most important location right right so yeah and okay. i feel like they didn't i think there's i don't know exactly the reason they didn't highlight that probably for some logistical reasons or you know whatever. right but right yeah there's definitely a lot of stuff that 
And again, it kind of goes into like even when we shoot BTS, there's a lot of stuff you will never see. Right. There's like so much stuff like you can only highlight just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on top of all that, like uh, talking about the video, like the whole crew, like everyone else, like you mentioned, Ian, yeah. Charlie, like all these people, like they were all crucial to it. And mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean they they made every like yeah, we were all just like out here like a like a oiled running machine just kind of going just i'm going. really impressed honestly because like uh you know that's also we had a great group because like yeah even if like they're acting like if they're not in the scene they're like wanting to help out you know right. that's the type of like right. team we have like yeah. they want you know they just want like the best um, right so it was really cool and i do think we had a really well oiled team yeah and, like our schedule for the most part other than like weather conflicts like right i mean for the most part, it ran pretty smoothly. Yeah. Uh, other than some unforeseen things that kind of were out of our control. Right, but like, right. Everything that we did have control over, I feel right. like those are like the best parts. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So. How, how was it for you? Like, like I'm assuming you were running on adrenaline up until like the night before shooting. Like, how like how did you feel the night before shooting? Um, I think at that point, I had given myself enough pep talks and enough like you have this one chance and you need to be the best possible version you can be because not only are you making a film you are going to be mic'd the entire time and you're going to be filmed yeah t- talk about that because you mentioned you didn't know there was going to be this whole like behind the scenes team to it like when did you find that out i found that out when they were talking to me in like my final interview right um about like if i got if i got this there would be like a doc team and it would probably be like a 10 to 15 minute episode which is now more like a 25 minute episode right. um so yeah that was about the first time and you know the thing is is they had you submit on tiktok and there was like a page at one point on adobe that was active and kind of talked about it but when we had looked it up even like a couple weeks before we submitted um there was nothing on that page it was like uh you know this page isn't working so maybe somewhere in there they said something about like a documentary happening Mm. but there was nothing like in any of their promotional like submit to us media um did it say that there was going to be a right. documentary and mm-hmm. i'll have to ask the other two winners but i feel like they also didn't know but i could right. be wrong but it just I seems like an additional know. layer of pressure yeah on top of everything that you were already experiencing yeah because i feel like also in that's the one thing like you know when our team makes bts about like a friend's film or something we obviously want to highlight only the best moments but you know when there's another team and Shout out to the documentary team, uh, Nadia and Chaffee and their whole team. They were phenomenal. Love working with them. No, yeah, shout them out. They (laughs) were really great, honestly, um, to work with. Super supportive of me and, like, our whole team, um, which was great. Honestly, that kind of kept me going. But there's definitely certain things like, okay, I've seen Netflix reality TV. Do they want us to do, like, you know, if there's drama on set, do they want to highlight that? Because I don't know, like, <laughs> what... Give it in, give it yeah, because, you know, you've seen, like, reality TV. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And also different, you know, shows where they, like, twist an episode to, like, show things happening. And it's like, I don't know. I think this is supposed to be, like, a happy experience. But, right. like, if there is drama, they could capitalize on it and like it. Right, right. So it's, like, very important to me. I didn't want to have any drama or anything right. like that because, like, that's just not who i am right. what i wanted uh so yeah definitely a layer like of mm-hmm. pressure because we were mic'd the whole time too you guys were um, yeah and there's also a camera on you at all times yeah and so it's like and, and it's hard because like i remember there's a lot of time like it's for those of you who don't know like whenever you're on set it's stressful like there's mm-hmm. there's a certain you're a, there's a schedule you have to get the scenes you want the takes mm-hmm. and like a lot of times like you're just kind of like want to be like 
oh my god this or that and it's yeah. like like even when we were like working like when yeah. i was talking to you about stuff and like yeah like like i would stop myself because i knew you were mike and i was like oh i don't want to talk about this right yeah. now yeah, knowing yeah. that we're mike you know like and yeah. sometimes you just want to like you know like get out there like oh i can't believe like this or that or like yeah. ah you know but it's like yeah. oh i don't i can't because we're mic yeah yeah even on like the most positive sets like yeah. usually there's like stuff that you just like want to say and you know even on the most positive sets you always want to just um you know keep the positivity high and i feel like the positivity comes from everybody especially right. people at the top mm-hmm. like you get like you know there can be positivity is like something so crucial to a set and like that keeps it good and the momentum good um but yeah there's definitely always pressure on set even if it's just like your friends and stuff like that because yeah there's always like combining like technical schedule performance and just like the artistic vision and you have to fuse all of those and they work so differently sometimes and if you don't have a team that understands how they need to work together it can be really stressful like you know so yeah it was I think at that point, I hardly was getting any sleep at all. Like, if it was four hours of sleep a night, I was probably good. Like, I was hardly eating anything, too, because right. I was just, like, so nervous. Yeah. So it was just, like, you know, <laughs> I think you probably both know it's, like, when it's game time, yeah. it's game time. Uh, yeah, looking back at the documentary, I'm like, Kira, you look so fucking tired oh my god it's like did nobody tell you that your hair looked like this did nobody tell you like go you know like yeah do something to look right. less tired but right yeah. let's um l- let's take it day by day so we talked a lot about the prep and then we got to the was just to- over here like I'm so fucking hot, but no, it's good. <laughs> no, 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 because I Don't like this. This is this is a good juicy part. It's like we we um we uh so like tech day like we ran through everything like we got I I feel like given once we did like the that one tech day like mm-hmm. the prep like I felt really good about it because I saw the amount of work that you guys had done mm-hmm. and like I was coming in like super scared and super nervous. Yeah and like in my mind i was like all right we're gonna have to do all this but like the moment i saw that like we were like good yeah and so i felt good um i was more concerned about the timing and the weather that was like my biggest thing because you mentioned that it gets like super cloudy and this Mm -hmm. and that we were aiming for like you know warm weather yeah um given given the structure of it but and also just like the gear and right 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 yeah and in general like where we were shooting like if for you you know now we're talking about given that you've seen it so go yeah. go see if you haven't seen it but that that first shot that you see where he's plotting the land like to get to that area yeah was like a whole journey yeah it's like a it's like a 40 minute drive yeah there, you know? yeah and then like there's that whole hill you gotta go up there so like hauling all that gear and yeah. everything like there was a lot of logistical stuff that we had to like keep in mind um and a lot of like and then that's where like the the effort of like the crew kind of came in but no, that was like what i was worried about that whole that first yeah. day we were like prepping like seeing everything being like shit how are we gonna do yeah. this you know and then building out the schedule knowing like we're like uh because like the way we shot it the scene whether like there's the berries and the throwing everything mm-hmm. that was uh the next scene on our first day so like yeah. given like we're gonna wrap this whole place out like pack everything then have to haul down this mountain and then get across <laughs> over there like there was just so many logistical things that i was like super yeah. nervous about like having to execute it yeah. um but um like how, how how was it for you like that first like prep day like having everyone there and like you know like I this is happening tomorrow like yeah. starting tomorrow because kezzy and i did so many scout runs and like mm-hmm. we've been to the mountain a couple times to like prep the trees and stuff right. like that so we'd like you know before i think even we went over like the final plans and stuff <coughs> we had kind of been like running through it in a way like every day and like that's just kind of how i run like yeah. i run better if i know at least what our goal is right 
because then I'm like, we can have more fun and just yeah. like play around and do stuff if I know what the schedule is. Right. So I feel like that's also why you were there because um, I felt like it was like, I know that these logistical problems probably will happen, but there is somebody that is in control of that <laughs> and that is there. Like, like if something goes wrong or if like something is there. Right. Sorry, Enrique, but like that's that's like that's you. Um, I mean, it's yeah. a whole team effort. Yeah, but it was yeah. like It was like, I know somebody yeah. is like, like we're on other sets, you know. It's like um, you have to direct, and you also have to like think about coordinate, like yeah. coordinate, and yeah. it's I mean, like right and left brain at, at once. Yeah, yeah. And although I, f- I kind of felt like I did, you know, right brain at one point, and then left brain at another point, and then I was able to leave one of those brains with you yeah. and just like kind of like focus on the other part. So right. I knew everything um, that was like supposed to kind of be executed and yeah. everything. Like I knew the plan, but it was like I don't have to be the one telling right. people the plan right um because that's also one thing like you can have a really well-oiled machine and team but there's always gonna be you have to repeat yeah so many times repeat yeah. and repeat yeah. so it was nice you know like having that yeah. um and also yeah this was a pretty well built out team so everybody kind of had like their you know position right um like camera was in charge of camera you know i knew about camera issues but like you know, I knew there was a team there. So mm-hmm. I think on the day, um, yeah, a lot of stress just came from situations kind of like out of my control somewhat. Um, just, you know, having the pressure of like people watching me direct, like both friends, family, people I've never met, you know, Netflix executives and just like all these different, you know, things. And on top of all that, being mic'd up. Being mic'd as, and filmed. Yeah, and they yeah. can hear you like Yeah, and like yeah. also like the doc team is like, you know, an Emmy award-winning team, like, yeah. all in their own right. So it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, there's so much pressure of, like, people, like, watching that you, like, look up to. Yeah. And, you know, like, Maisie there, and she's, like, yeah, there to help me, but also, like, an inspiration, too. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you don't want to, like... Like, yeah, yeah if you I'm mess... silly in front of your heroes. Yeah, it's like, it, even if I did mess up, it would be yeah. a learning experience. Yeah, And, like, there's hard. still things that, like... Yeah, I probably could have done better. Mm-hmm. No, but, like, but you can't. You can look but, at it well, that no, no, way. No, well, no, I mean there are things that I could do better, but yeah. like I won't go back and change anything. Right. It's like I just carry those things that I've learned with me to the next project. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Boom. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> it's just you know just growing right. from it. But yeah, there was just like a lot of pressure also too because it's like also you know I don't know if you've had this, but you envision a scene happening a certain way. Uh, you envision shots a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything, it's just all in your head. And even though we did, like, test shots and, like, you know, ran through stuff and had tech runs, it's just, like, on the final day, realizing everything we shoot is what it's going to be. There is no take backs. There is no nothing. You have to do it the way you want it, and you have to live with that for the rest of your goddamn life. Because, like, this film is now out there, and so it's just, like, a lot of pressure of, like, you know, I can't hide this film in a bookshelf or just be like, ah, it's just never going to be put out, guys. It's, like, it's going out. So, like, I think just also knowing that pressure that, like, I wanted to, like, have the best representation possible that I could of myself Mm -hmm. at that time. And also, you know, try to give everybody on the team that as well. Right, right, right. So, No, I think you did a great job. Thank you. You, like, killed it. Thank you. Um... Beautiful movie. Thank you. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Like, we were talking about, the, you know, the natural landscape of Alaska and, and, like, just the dynamic quality to the shots and everything, the background, the colors, the trees, the mountains, <laughs> the, just every the sky, especially, just, like, the lighting and how it all hit. You guys graded it. Oh, my, so, so well. Okay. I liked it. So, you can say I liked it a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 I think um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, like, being, like, 
like there and like mm-hmm. seeing all of it and then like watching it as a film yeah um and like really like trying to separate it but like something that like i didn't really acknowledge it and like now that i think about it and so much i've talked about it it like makes sense why i think this way but mm-hmm. given the film seeing it i really think there's the story but i never realized such of like how much of a theme and like uh, itself the character of alaska is within the film how it very much is its own character and and the way it's shot and what you show of it mm-hmm. gives it its own qualities and being there like i feel like being there and, and being while i was be- being there and being there <laughs> while i was being shot i felt like i got to know this character because mm-hmm. now i i saw what you were trying to like tell and now that i've seen it like i saw what you did tell mm-hmm. like you i think you really show the viewer like why jesse in the film is and and given your story mm-hmm. now like why it was even y'all it was so hard for y'all to leave alaska because yeah. like i was there and i, and I yeah. witnessed it like <laughs> i think i think you did a good job and a stellar job of showing it and showing the heart that it has you know thank and you. it's not this frozen bear place. <laughs> yeah. so those people that don't know thank you yeah i appreciate that because yeah i mean that's a really big thing to me like if anybody if like and i've gotten feedback from some people that i don't even know from like alaska that they're like wow like i feel like that as an alaskan too yeah so that's like probably one of the most important things to me was like everybody in the world might not understand this film they probably will get the idea of it but like if it needs to like speak to anybody it needs to be like alaskans you know or like people that like have experienced that you know right or, like in their own right 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 um right. but yeah and even like the script we were saying before like the script and the final edit is very like it, it's different like the all the scenes are there but like they're in a different order but really big shout out to kezia because honestly uh editing wizard <laughs> editing wizard like it, sometimes yeah she brought it all together honestly mm-hmm. i mean she was there for like the cinematography uh, she did do co-writing and stuff, but kind of as the writing process went on, it kind of was just like between me and my mentor. But yeah, like the cinematography and like I said, there was a lot of stuff that we, you know, shot that was not like scripted, um, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool because we did have such a good schedule that we were able to like play around with that. Also, yeah. they did let us keep the cameras and this is a fun fact. I don't know if y'all know this, but it is in the dock where Kezia and I go out and she is Jesse. Yeah. So there is some stuff in there like that, that it's like, I think if we didn't have those shots, it would have been okay. But like, it was yeah. great that we were able to go mm-hmm. and do that. Right. Um, but yeah, no, like editing was a huge thing because like you can have all those pieces of film, but like if we edited it, like, and they wanted us to keep it like in a linear fashion, this film i feel maybe it's just me but it would not hit it would like all the pieces would be there but it's like there would be no like texture flavor. right there right. would just be like nothing yeah and like you're saying like bring the alaska bit in um you know i was always asked well why does you know by a lot of people that grew up in cities they're like well why does jesse care about leaving the land like because they didn't grow up with that connection so yeah. it was also kind of like hard to like embody like you can just tell somebody yeah well he misses the land and it, it just doesn't register because some people just don't yeah. have those experiences. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're, yeah, we just don't have those experiences. Right. So to be able to get <laughs> all those like images and then to edit them in a way that like, yeah, the trees have their own personality or like right. the landscape has its own personality that is like built into the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like Jesse, like being like, Oh, I don't want to leave. It's like building that whole world. And I think that that was really hard for me to write. Cause it's like, how do you like, it's the why. yeah, it's like, I can write it in there, but I'm also like, it's like, but how do I say it? Cause I only right. see it. 
mm-hmm. you know so i think that that was definitely one thing like that it really bring that all together also mm-hmm. like bring the performances and like you know so much layering too of like audio and stuff like that and like the whole like phone call bit is like it's written in the script but it's a completely different phone call than it is written in the script right the context is the same but like the words are different right yeah i remember when yeah. we when we were there like mm-hmm. the phone that's something i noticed when i was watching mm-hmm. i was like oh it's a different phone call than what we shot yeah 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 because it's just like and even All some that. scenes were like completely cut out like yeah the whole like campfire thing like that was different how we shot it yeah it is different because there's not a conversation like yeah. we don't see like his two friends having a conversation mm-hmm. with him because it kind of like cut the flow of the film if we like stop to have a conversation but you hear their right. voices yeah 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 um or there's also another part like you know like the tree part where he like picks the tree up out of like his pathway oh yeah it's not even in there you're was, right yeah. and it was a really pretty i completely scene. forgot that yeah. when we shot that you're right yeah. yeah it was a really pretty scene do like it but it was like it didn't also add anything so there was yeah. like, stuff like that and then there was also uh you know the truck scene where he is driving up with his friends and it's supposed to chronologically happen right after the bonfire and they go to pack so it's like um that's supposed to happen at the beginning of the film in mm-hmm. the script so it happens like right after the bonfire scene right but we were like this just it doesn't really add anything and also by the end of the film we hadn't seen bentley for a minute mm-hmm. and it was also like we need something to remind us like you know before we get to the ending so yeah. instead we at one point had the bonfire at the end but then that needed to stay at the beginning so then we took that scene which honestly right behind the bonfire like with those two pieces together like him at the house in the truck was kind of like meaningless it didn't have any weight right but then you separate those two pieces in the edit and it's like whoa yeah that's so cool because no, like, that, that- like then it adds so much weight like something that didn't have weight right before, right right know? no i agree 100 i think that like speaks true to like what we always talk about which is like it's right what people say of you know the story changes like within you know the Times. first edit is writing it then when you shoot it and then when you edit it like yeah. it completely rewrites and changes everything yeah um and you find the story i, I yeah. think i think even given on the day like we were like i could tell you were discovering stuff and, yeah. and like leading more of this oh this and that yeah and, and yeah coming on to play um i think um Wow, that's crazy. I completely forgot that one shot that yeah. you cut out. Like, wow, you're right. Yeah, we did shoot that. <laughs> yeah, I know. We tried kind of working it in, but we're like, right. it's really not adding anything. Right, so. right, right, right. But it's a pretty scene. Damn. Yeah. Um, Eric also mentioned that the scene where he's screaming into the force, mm-hmm. that was unscripted. Yeah, um, uh, that was unscripted. Um, so yeah. I think in the original script, he just like has his breakdown moment on the four-wheeler. And that was supposed to be like kind of like the climax of that scene. Um, and then he goes over and, like, waters the plant. But, and I think in the whole film, it makes so much sense with him going back and watering the plant. But, like, in the script, it was kind of, like, it felt really unmotivated in a way. But it was, like, we need to get there. I think we did it a couple times with him just kind of, like, losing it on the four-wheeler. And then, um, I was, like, you know, just, you know, try something on your own. Like, improv. Like, just try something. Um, so, you know... He did that. So he, uh, you know, freaked out on the four-wheeler, and then he got up, and then he made the decision to do, you know, the whole screaming, um, three screams, and I think we only did it in the wide once, so that is a wide that, like, we go with, and then we got some coverage of him screaming in those different positions, and the one wide where we're, like, from the side, and he's, like, bent down, and you just see the four-wheeler, that's actually Kezia. Fun oh, fact. Really? <laughs> that's actually Kezia. So, 
Um, but we love that too because like uh, Daniel, um, who was the sound mixer, him and I, we were both listening to it on the headphones. I don't know if you were on the headphones at that time, but uh, so Eric screams and then we look at each other because there's the echo. That's a natural echo that was just like in the mountainscape and we're like, whoa. So that was also really cool. We we're like, yeah. this is this is it. So that was also yeah. kind of like unscripted. So on the day, we were also like, we need... So we had to go back and do a reshoot. Well, I, I just want to acknowledge it because I think, I think it's important to say on the podcast and about it. I do now I'm remembering the echo the scream. Mm-hmm. I do remember the moment he screamed, mm-hmm. all of us like behind the camera like looked at each other and were like, Whoa. Yeah. Like we felt that energy that you feel as a viewer, like on yeah. on set where we were like, Wow, like I didn't yeah, like yeah. Yeah. But continue, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was no, yeah. No, no. It was like it was like, Whoa, that's right. where the scene can go. So it was yeah. cool, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just always like a part of a collaboration. But right. it was also cool to hear that echo and just be like, Whoa, that's but, yeah yeah so we had to do more coverage of that and um so that's another thing that kind of like you know we have a schedule and the schedule gets kind of messed with because we discover something in the right, moment right but i feel like again we were so well planned out that we were able to make those discoveries mm-hmm. on the day and yeah. kind of like play with them and then i think on day three because we were like kind of freed up and we kind yeah. of like we're like oh we have some time so we decided to go back and do a couple more reshoots right um, yeah you're right and fun fact, I don't know if I want to throw myself under the bus for this, but did you guys notice any, like, interesting continuity in the end scene? Do you want me to be honest? <laughs> I think yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I would I wanna. There was, like, that close-up in the hand. I didn't want to get the water bottle mm-hmm. where it was, like, I think when we shot in the, in the morning where where it was the, the, the pickup. But I think I only saw it because like there's one part where like it's like I could tell it was the morning because I remember it was the morning because I I see the sun like flutters hitting the the arm but that's the only continuity thing I see. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I don't know what if I, if I want to release it then. Like, <laughs> like, if you don't see it, then I don't know. Okay, if I we're, gonna, we're gonna dissect it later. Yeah. Later today. Maybe. Was it was it the water bottle? So actually, that's interesting because the water bottle shot that like so Jesse screams three times and then we see the water bottle. Was that the shot you're talking about with the light ray kind of coming? Through? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Kezia's hand. Oh. Um, and that's me filming, it, and that was in the morning. So mm. that is one thing. And then also the water bottle. It's kind of like over the shoulder water bottle being. With the yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. also Kezia. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, those yeah. three shots are Kezia. Um, and there was it was funny because like luckily we actually had all of the costume of that costume because the jacket is actually my grandpa's jacket mm-hmm. um that he gave us a while back and then yeah so we had all the costume pieces and we were gonna get a shot of kezia walking because we were like let's get another walking shot but the pants did not fit her <laughs> the same at all as like how they fit eric so yeah we were like you can't move in the pants because it's a dead giveaway yeah um so that was kind of funny but <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'm gonna tell you guys the easter egg oh uh, what I know. We'll look yeah look for it and let me know Okay, just, now I know there's something, I'm going to look for it. This is now just going to incentivize you guys yeah. to go watch it. Yeah, you should go watch it. And then rewatch it. Yeah, rewatch it. Let <laughs> me know. pause this and watch yeah. it. Um, I also want to acknowledge, on the second day, like, mm-hmm. the amount of, like, that was a tough day because it was raining, like, insane. Yeah. Like, th- there's that part where, like, Eric's trying his mm-hmm. hair on the on the documentary, but, like, that's how all of us were. We were, like, dr- like drenched, just straight drenched. Yeah, we were so drenched. And then... um two crew members actually had 
been dealing with colds before or like right at the start of shooting. They had been tested multiple times for COVID. They were cleared, cleared by the COVID um, supervisor and everything. Um, but that day, you know, um, they'd already worked on set one day. They'd been fine. But that day it was so rainy. And, you know, we had to have our sound mixer, who is uh, Daniel, who is feeling really sick. He had to, you know, sit out for the rest of the day because he was just like, he was drenched and already fighting a cold. And so we were like, you should, you know, take a day off. And then also Max, who was like in the camera department, he was also feeling sick. So we were like, you should take that off. So we also had to deal with that because, um, you know, we are like, we need you for tomorrow and you guys need to take a break. So yeah, there was definitely also not only the weather keeping us wet, people were kind of getting like induced, like more sick yeah. and more like cold mm -hmm. from it. Right. Um, so yeah, that was definitely challenging. And then also that morning, the doc team, I believe, wanted me to have like an interview with Maisie again, going over the footage that we shot the day before. Mm -hmm. Um so that kind of also threw a wrench in our schedule because like we were supposed yeah. to shoot like an hour earlier, but that right. interview took up an hour of time. Mm -hmm. So I think you guys were even out there getting drone shots without me and yeah. stuff like that yeah, we um, were. to try to like make use of time. Right, right. Um, so yeah, we definitely, that day was probably one of the toughest days. That was a tough days. one. I think yeah. as the afternoon went on, like the shooting part of it went well. Mm -hmm. um, like the filming as far as that, it went well. But um, What did we shoot the after that in day two? It was Jesse's like alone in the woods um, with his gun. Shooting. Oh, yeah. right, mm -hmm. right, you're right. Which was cool that we were able to, I think we, I think. I think we shot the pieces separately. We did, um, yeah. Uh, which yeah. is cool because then the weather is so different in them. That yeah. At least I can tell that, like, one day's a sunny day and then the other day's, like, a rainy day. So it Because it was. To the Honestly, like, the, when we got with all the friends, like, that's... It was so, like, gorgeous that day because mm -hmm. it was, like, bright sun yeah. and then with the whole... Were, uh, like, uh, putting the... What is that called? Um, the fireweed. Fireweed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and then the next day, because I think we shot that... Did we shoot that? We day? shot that first, I'm pretty sure. Did I, we? I think that that was day one. I think... No, 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 I think we shot the Jesse stuff first, didn't we? We might Cause, have. Because I think when, he, when we did it, and I remember we were telling Eric to go very lightly to not step down on yeah. everything. Yeah, the only thing that I'm wondering, though, is because I think in the film... Yeah, and I'm like, why don't I remember this? Uh, or maybe... You know what? I think we filmed the friends like in the shooting range on day three. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we did, I think you're right. maybe, because um, I remember, like, it was raining, so all of the fireweed was dried out. Or, I mean, it was, like, wet, so his scene, like, the fireweed isn't as, like, white and fluffy mm -hmm. around them. So, that's interesting. I don't know why I don't remember which day we filmed that, because yeah. that was a big thing, but... I think, I think it was day three. Or maybe we shot... Or, yeah, I don't remember. I literally have the book with the schedule yeah. there, but we'll, we'll, we'll see <laughs> it's, later. It's fine. It happens yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, th I think for me, the most chaotic uh, bit was, like, the campfire bit. Like, that was yeah. the hardest to orchestrate, just because, like, given the time and, like, we were trying to do it not in the night and trying to do it, like, in blue hour, and then blue yeah. hour is, like, only, like, 15, 20 minutes, and... Yeah. And then it's, like, a lot of moving pieces because it's the biggest scene with the most amount of people. Yeah, we had um, people as extras and stuff and just trying to wrangle everyone to, like, yeah. kind of, like, their spots and everything like that was kind of a challenge. And then, yeah, it was also in the dark. Luckily, the camera and everything uh, worked well, but it was also, like... Yeah the end of day three and like it was know, the end of everything, end like, of everything. It, we were like, like exhausted we were all exhausted, tired yeah and yeah and it was also like 
a big scene also for the characters because that's like when yeah. Jesse and you know his brother um, Bentley are like having a conversation and stuff. So it's like a lot of intricate like interactions. <laughs> excuse me that we were trying to like right. get just so and then there was a lot of camera timing too because we had like different shots and then once we actually finished everything that we needed like before our 12 hours um but then i know that uh, my mentor came up to me and some of the producers and like get this get this get this get this get this and so that was like pushing us a little bit even further into the night because we were like okay let's you know get these shots as well um so yeah yeah damn yeah wild stuff What's your favorite uh, on-set memory? Hmm. You know, I have a lot. I don't know if I have any, like, one. Um, mm. What's one that comes to mind right away? You know, probably just, like, some of the crew just, like, laughing and having fun sometimes just, like, while we were in the um, garage and just, like, eating and stuff and just, like, just chilling together. Also, the car rides were always fun. Yeah, uh, they were. sometimes unplug our mice just to talk a little bit of tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we totally did. We, we totally needed, did. We needed a reset, you know? Yeah. Because, like, especially, like, you, me, and Kezia, sometimes we just need to know, like, what's going on right. and, like, what do we need to do and, like, mm-hmm. why are we behind if we are yeah um you know and it's just like we we need to do that but yeah so car rides were always fun even like set you know was always fun too right. i felt like um there was a lot of fun times where we were just able to kind of like mm-hmm. not goof around but like i felt like for the most part the energy was like always like high or we always tried to keep the energy high yeah and like positivity and so i do appreciate that that like if any problem was going on for the most part we tried to keep that separate um, from right. set because I feel like that energy is so um, contagious yeah. that it's very important to like keep energy high and positive on mm-hmm. sets. No, I agree. Yeah. So. Damn. Yeah. What about what was your least? <laughs> <laughs> least favorite? Uh, you don't have to say one if you don't. Yeah, have one. we'll we'll leave that off. <laughs> I, think, I, I think we all know. It was uh, honestly, it was nothing to do with. Yeah, we'll just leave it off. Um, <laughs> this is a positive podcast. Yeah, this, this is a, a positive, positive podcast. podcast. What's um, looking at it like back now? Now it's finally mm-hmm. out. Like, how do you feel? Like, it's finally out. Like, ah, everyone go look at it. Ah. You know, it's really weird because. Um, so doesn't the dog almost have a hundred thousand views at this point? Yeah, I think it does. I think it has like a hundred and. 120 180 or something yeah, like that yeah like people have seen your story like on the netflix official youtube channel like, yeah it's pretty crazy views yeah and then also the the piece itself has like not that views validate a fucking yeah piece, but, but like it's, it just, has it's like, just cool to see that yeah i think it has numbers, a couple you know? k now i think like 18 yeah. or something but yeah no it's really cool to like i think in some ways it hasn't hit me because i've been kind of like in this process for so many months which honestly like if I was to do, like, a feature film or even something, like, a longer process where you have longer pre-production, longer, like, shoot weeks, you know, longer editing, it's really interesting just to see, like, you know, I went through that all, and then it's like, okay, finally it's releasing, but, oh, wow, it's releasing already? It's kind of like that weird mix where it's, like, you know, I guess if, like, I was an actor or, like, somebody who kind of, like, left set, they're on to different things. But, like, I've been still, I've still been in the land of a last of the wild for, like, the past couple months, you know, yeah. like, just doing stuff, like, whether it's, you know, talking to colorists, whether it's talking to, you know, like, um, the scoring, just all those different things, um, you know, and also different things that they need for, like, the press release and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and just, like, also just thinking about it. So, yeah, it's definitely, like... Do you, do you feel like, because uh, I feel like I get attached like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like now you're, like, 
Well, I mean, you kind of have to because it's out, but, like, yeah. it's, like, out of your hands now. It's just, like, a little bird is just gone. Yeah, it is. It, like, it is out of my hand. Like, it, like there's a part of it that will always just, like, the memories of yeah. it will, like, live in your heart. But as far as, like, the project itself, it's, like, it's right. not mine anymore. Right. It's, like, also, like, the story, you know, it's not mine anymore. It's, like, it's been shared. And so it's, wow. like, that the, part that, of it, right, right there, that should be the highlight. The story's not mine anymore. I felt that. Wow, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just, like, you know, once it's, like, goes out into the world and stuff like that, you know it's it's just out there you know um but yeah it's beautiful it's it's, yeah it's exciting i think in some ways though still it hasn't quite like hit me that it's like whoa this is actually like happening and stuff because even like after watching lost the wild after i was like okay you know all the pieces are pretty much assembled like there was somebody that took like all the um footage and like the color and they did like the final sync of everything Mm -hmm. so i watched that like i don't know probably in december and i was like okay you know that's that's a film all right and then um i think it was in january or maybe february we were sent like a cut of the doc and um had the you know short film at the end and so like we watched it and we're like you know the documentary doesn't highlight as much as the stuff that we had to go through but like it's still cool like it's a cool like youtube like video and like we'll definitely look back on it you know and that's super cool but then like watching last of the wild then i was like wow like we actually made this like that's so cool like this is this story i'm like wow i actually told that story like so i feel like give me a month or two and then i'll like go back and watch it and be like whoa this happened yeah. you know so i think it I think things slowly like hit yeah. you especially like when you're in it for so long you mm-hmm. know? which in like the grand scheme of things like i've not been compared to so many other like feature length projects and stuff like right. i can't even imagine like doing working on a film for like five years and then just having it put out into the world and then like have it received like can you even imagine that like just like putting like your heart and soul into something like from the day that you like conceptualize it to like even just like the first person you tell it to to the script to everything and then you know five years it's like you put all this out there and somebody watches it in an hour and a half and like yeah. then they'll be like i hate it that was dumb <laughs> or this is great you know yeah, it's just yeah. like you get like all these different like <laughs> yeah. or like this is so awesome you're going to the right. oscars or different things like that you know it's yeah. just like I think you get used to it, but it's definitely like, I feel like it's a weird process. Yeah. Yeah. Struggling from success. Am I? Yeah. You're struggling <laughs> from success. No, I mean, <coughs> I feel like, um, I feel like I'm just living my, you know, usual day to day life. I, are, are you, are you writing the sequel right now? Uh, first, first to the wild. First to the wild. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like I would probably not be the person to tell that story since like uh white people are definitely not the first <laughs> to the whole while so it's like i don't think i have that perspective <laughs> you know i feel like uh, yeah yeah i'd definitely be there right. to support it do you right. need a producer do you need somebody yeah. I, I would be there to support it but i'm probably mm-hmm. not the person to tell the first to the wild so what's next are you working on your next Is piece it, uh, what's next for you what's next for me um hmm, that's a good question i feel like i think i need to make some money <laughs> first off need to make some money and then also just like yeah i think i i think i'm just kind of like on a journey of trying to find like what i want to do like because like making art and making money can coincide but sometimes those things are very hard to mesh and like to love what you do every day um and i don't think that that is necessarily ever going to happen like where you just love what you do every day but like to just feel like you're under an umbrella where you love to do something like every day I think that's kind of like what i'm trying to discover so i think it's just like an ongoing process of just right. trying to find different yep. things and explore and like yeah try different things um 
And yeah, uh, right now, what am I working on? I have some ideas for some like short films I'd like to do. Um, I am up for some grants that I'd like to, you know, get some funding for um, to see if I get those. Um, yeah, doing some BTS and yeah. And living life. Just living life. Just, you know, I was trying to explore. Awesome. I mean, I feel like we could keep going because I want to, <laughs> I, I can talk about Last of All. And we, I'm sure like after this, we'll talk more about it. But um, let's do a little segment that we do. Is just, uh, let me let put you, you on. on. <laughs> so what, what? what let me put you let on put is, you is uh, basically where we like highlight to the audience. Um, just something that, that we want people to like have more eyes on, whether it's, you know, a piece of music, whether it's like uh, an activity, whether it's anything like a film or anything. Um, <laughs> copy so uh i you want to go first <laughs> yeah, shout out crap eyewear crap eyewear oh okay just bought some sunglasses for the first time in a long time i feel like i lose my glasses i've never invested in a pair of sunglasses before that have been like mm-hmm. of high quality and of a high price point and this i found of a high quality and not a high price point but definitely one that's a little more than i'm used to spending because i lose them in like fucking two weeks but i finally have something to say you know but i've been looking for like a good pair of sunglasses for a long time these are polarized and they were less than 100 bucks wow do you have them with you i do they're sitting right over there next (laughs) those little green ones i should have worn them because the sun's hitting my eyes yeah i've actually learned that like you would think that most sunglasses any sunglasses would be good for your eyes but actually it's only like ones that are actually like polarized or something like that that actually do anything Mm. so polarized good purchase oh yeah crisp contrast crap <laughs> all right oh, i'm not supposed to wear them in any way um i think mine i mean obviously go check out kira's yeah. film you know um but i think i think i think mine's gonna be more of like uh, advice slash activity like let me you should do this this week <laughs> no, uh, I, help, you know, I, help. I think uh, I think I feel like on my I do a lot because that's like the type of people we are. But I think like it's important for people to, like sit down and have like an authentic conversation. And by authentic, I mean like just a heart to heart with someone this week. You know, <laughs> like like tell someone like how you really feel. You know, because um, sometimes it's important just like have your feelings heard and you know validated by someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll. Or, Surpri- or even or even listening to someone else because you'll find so many so much answers with like what you're going through by hearing someone else's story you know um i want to say something as well that i think is especially valuable um not to always <laughs> be validated i think it's important to also be able to be challenged in a, a way that's respectful and conscious of like your feelings because sometimes you know we're just wrong <laughs> we're just we're just wrong we're being excessive we're being hard on ourselves we're being dramatic we're being in, in any way that is perhaps it's just not doing us any good and to, to be able to have an honest conversation with somebody you know honesty includes have you given that a second thought mm-hmm. instead of just like i hear you that sucks anyway <laughs> yeah you know. right i agree 100 yeah. percent. Right, no what about you all right, my turn to put you guys on something. <laughs> Let's see. I feel like the most obvious is, like, if you haven't already, like, go check out Last of the Wild and the other three Great Untold episodes. Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like you'll learn some stuff. 
probably about yourself and like about your creative process and if nothing else like I think something to like learn from it for me like watching it back is like you know don't rush your creative process and like believe in your creativity too like some people won't see it now but like if you have a vision if you are passionate about something even if you're not even if you're just like exploring like keep going at it because like someday you know that's gonna mean a lot it means a lot now so like keep putting in that work and keep like you know making art or making whatever you're interested in like keep pursuing stuff that makes you happy and yeah keep learning from it I need to hear that right now. <laughs> Damn. You heard it here first. The one and only Kira Anderson. All right. Well, thanks for talking about yeah. your journey. Thank you for having what me. Is- <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> thank you for talking about your journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Um, yeah. yeah is, there, is there anything? What's uh? Well, you kind of already said, actually. Let's leave that. I was going to say what's one piece of advice, but I feel like what well, you said. To, what was your craziest experience in alaska oh crazy experience in alaska i guess you know like making a film out in the boonies with my friends Ooh, yeah. that's a good one yeah that's, that's a, good one. a crazy experience all right everyone go check out the film go to alaska also check out alaska in general yeah. <laughs> google alaska I, yeah well thanks to google flights and to the netflix <laughs> to, to the yeah. greyhound buses to yeah. alaska <laughs> all right i don't have those but yeah all right love all, all right See you next week. This was uh no, this was the Be Somebody podcast with special guest Kira Anderson. And yeah, that's it for now. For today. We'll Peace. See you guys next time. Yay. Take care. Thank you guys.